Welcome back to the Jones Chronicles, where we discuss a little bit of this and a little bit of that. I am here with two guest hosts. They are not strangers. Introduce yourself, ladies. Hello, I'm Shy. I'm Mimi. And today we're just going to do some loose rap. Someone actually asked me that because they didn't want to be embarrassed. And now I, I really get it. But it's like, what is loose raps? I don't get that. I don't get that. So I was like, oh, it's it's rapport. So it's a short for rapport. So loose raps is loops, loose rapport, loose discussion. Uh, um, actually, I do you know where I got it from? Where it reminds me of my connection to it is uh, Aaliyah. She has a song. I'm sick and tired of that loose rap. So it's got a, also a double meaning to it. So oh, I, I just, uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So I loved Aaliyah when she was out. She was like my idol between me too. 11 and 13. That was my queen. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to love how she used to mix like baggy clothes with like cute. Mm-hmm. I was like, one day I'm going to get skinny and that's going to be me. <laughs> That never, <laughs> that never happened. I was rocking it when I was fucking skinny. Now I don't think so. I don't think so. I ain't never been skinny. <laughs> and look, she looks she like, I know dust yourself off and try again. I know that song. <laughs> I know. Back, back, back and forth. Yes, Aaliyah was yeah. the girl. She was Beyonce before Beyonce, okay? She yeah. was. She, she was would it. have taken over, and she has so much good talent in her in her corner. Mm, I yeah, love that woman. That was a that was yeah. a real bad loss. And I had just graduated from high school too. Mm-hmm. Now we know that R. Kelly really did fucking actually like uh, you know, marry that woman. We always thought that was like a a conspiracy, a black conspiracy. We know that didn't happen. It's like no, we know it happened. We just. We don't we don't acknowledge these facts. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on you know who you around, who's letting, who's in your corner. Um it looked like uh someone let the predator in. Someone got in between her and the predator. But mm-hmm. you know, his name's Damon Dash. But my thing is she was still young. There's a yeah, lot of old ass black men around her. I always say, like, some people are so, like, some parents are so determined to allow their kid to be famous that they yeah. lose yeah. sight of the fact that you're the parent. Like, I promise you, if Derek is ever in any kind of entertainment, I'm in every room. I'm always with him until he is a straight up adult. To me, that's y'all not about to take advantage of my child. I'm not signing over my rights. If that all any of that is in a contract, he's not doing it. And I don't, I think that some people are so like blindsided by the amount of money that they're getting up front that they'll sign anything. And we, I don't need money that bad that y'all about to be mistreating my child. Mm-hmm. Once you get into it, apparently, you was just talking about it. The baby, uh, she didn't, did she send it to you on Instagram? Cause I know you're not on Instagram as much, Sean. I don't, I stopped sending her stuff cause she said she don't be on it. So I was like, it's gonna be. Uh, Okay, okay. I, I will stop sending you stuff too because your inbox probably blown the fuck up right now. What is it? What is it? I always you talking about the Frankie Muniz. Yes, yes. So yes. I found this thing. I just was scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. and it was showing all like all these people, all these men with all these kids and how many women. And you remember Malcolm? Have you ever seen Malcolm in the Middle? Yeah. The kid who played Malcolm, Frankie mm-hmm. Muniz, apparently has seventeen children by thirteen what? different women in different countries. 
Wow. And I was like shocked. Like, you do really going after the rainbow? <laughs> Excuse me? Like, he's yeah. not, even, not even attractive. And he got 17 he kids. A little bit attractive. Because we all was dragging Nick wow. Cannon about how we thought he was number one. Not that bitch is not number one. He had 12 kids by six women. But mm-hmm. apparently it's worse. And he and the, the other people on there wasn't even like I think there was like one athlete, maybe two. But there no, were the basketball kids. player, the black basketball player kid, he's like twenty three or something. He had nine kids. Oh, no, his, his name what? is Young NBA, but he's a rapper. He's not Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he has He's so 23 splendid. and he has, I think it was, what was it, like 12 kids? Yes, he has a, like, almost as many kids as him years. Is not his, he adopted, but still, I, to he me, adopted. it's like, if I meet a dude, no matter his age, and I we start getting talking, we get serious, and then I find out he has like 12 kids, like mm-hmm. this age, I'm about to be the seventh. No, sir, <laughs> this is this is over for me. No. I, I, I understand, like, having, going in a relationship with kids, I would even be okay if you have, like, an ex-wife and maybe a baby mama. But after two? After two, I'm it's after a wrap. I'm not doing not, it. Maybe, okay. like, you know, maybe you had a baby before you met your wife. Okay, I get it. That's fine. But three, four, five, after that, motherfucker, you just clearly don't know how to wear a condom. And with all We're the kids, it. you know, what, else, what other stuff floating around in there? I'll pass. Like, that shit is not cute to me. And I just don't understand how you're okay with being somebody's 13th baby mama. It's you think called a check. <laughs> it's called a child support yeah. check. That's the yeah. thing. Rational women ain't fucking him. Hoes are. You, there's no way, even if you get in child support, that that's going to be enough money to take care of if there's 12 other you know, 15, 16 other babies in front of yours. Like, so there's one doing his child support payment a month is 230 something thousand dollars. It depends on how much money you're making. I, right, but still, like, you can't, you can't, you can't possibly think that's gonna be enough money to take care of your child. I just, I you got a I little can't. bit, and that money ain't trying to go to your kid. That's covered with teeth. I'm just saying, I think that these women are not, they're or not don't. going after these men for the. They know all the facts. I mean, it ain't hard, especially it's easier if you're mm-hmm. a celebrity to know the facts about your mm-hmm. life. So they're making conscious decisions to get on and I don't I don't I don't accredit any of those women to being good moral upstanding just want to be with you because I like you for you no and that's because Mm -hmm. those men surround themselves by those types of women and thus if that's what you got and then you put your dick in it it's because they are them and we're talking about the women but the men are the men I mean they they're both getting an exchange in that, and until the men get smarter and stop signing over their money, because the hoes are always gonna come. They just looking out for them, right? They looking out for their little bit of status or whatever it is. That, because I would never personally chase a celebrity. Like I be looking at people online. I'm so I'm gonna give you a minute to talk, shot because I because you know me and me and Mimi will dominate a conversation. That's <laughs> just us as people. And you are so patient and shy and just will wait for your turn. And we're like, nah, we on to the next topic. But people will will sit there and wait, what was I talking about? Because I actually lost my train of thought. You were talking about the hoes will be the hoes and different area codes. Yeah, different I mean. area codes, all the hoes. 
all the hoes in different area codes. They are out there and on a mission. Mm-hmm. Okay, they are on a. They've made that, especially after watching Euphoria. That's what fucked me up. I'm like, there are women out there that is their goal to be in that situation. Oh, how I would never date a celebrity. That's where I was going with because yeah. their mental space is not our mental space. Even if they started off where our mental space is, they live in a world which we are not a part of. I would different one, but that's I just would like that for some Instagram clicks. Like, let me get this picture. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Go further than that. Exactly. But more they want them more than Instagram people. Because I'll be thinking them celebrities nowadays that every time I hear about them, I'm like, they just kind of fucked up in their brain. And I think it's because, like someone else said, when you start living in a reality Ooh. other people are not privy to, you lose touch with actual reality. It might even be with when you when you are like, especially with actors, when you pretend to be somebody else, mm-hmm. you probably lose sight of who you really are. I feel like that probably has something to do with it. You 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 don't even know who you are anymore because you're putting, especially the people that are really good actors. I don't know, but it, that's never been something I was I ever wanted to, anything to do with. You know, I, I'd be happy to just be close, right? Walk past, like a celebrity walk past me. I'm good with just taking a picture far away. <laughs> Dear, I'm serious. <laughs> Were you, would you date a celebrity, shy? Would you do the deed? First and foremost, let me let me just say this. I I call it because of my job, because I have to listen a lot. I mean, I do a lot of listening. So I, I guess it just bleeds over. So I'm comfortable with listening. So it doesn't bother me to just listen to y'all to talk. Um, but um, yeah, no, I would not. I It's just not a world that I want to be a part of. I mean, that's just the bottom line for me. And just like y'all were saying, I don't know. I, I feel like in that in that world, you have to. I mean, not only do you you're pretending to be someone, and if you're really good at it, you immerse yourself in that character to be that character. But I feel like there's a lot of uh, uh, behind the scene. I'll just put it this way: behind the scene things that go on. Because if regular coworkers that don't kiss for a living, kiss mm-hmm. each other for a living be getting together, you know, in normal corporate America, you know, that kind of stuff. I can only imagine if you are kissing your coworker for a living, I'm not saying they're all doing this, but I'm sure a lot of them have hooked up with their coworker that they've had to make out with. And it's just not, it's not a world that I just, I I mean, I don't even want to meet celebrities like that, to be honest. I mean, (laughs) I just don't. <laughs> what kind of, we don't know. Point. We don't have enough evidence on what kind of mental toll. But when we do get it, mm-hmm. like in the TMZ magazines, we'd be looking like, well, why they fucked up like this? And we like to judge them. But it's like, what kind of fucking world do they, is they mind yeah. spaces in for all the shit that they do? Not to mention the sacrifices they Sacrifice have to them. make. You have to take parts of yourself literally out of the equation. And that may not be everybody's mm-hmm. story. But you best believe it's most people's story. And they won't say anything until they've gotten to a comfortable enough place 
where they don't have to feel about the consequences if they say right. something. True. Well, True. and then you hear a lot of the these. Uh, I mean, I'll just talk about actors. I'm not really knowing much about the this uh, singer rapper type stuff. I don't. I'm not. Don't hear much about that. But they're in therapy because of mm-hmm. the mental toll that the job that they have takes on them and bringing a lot of that stuff home and affects their relationship. You know, so yeah, you hear a lot of them going through therapy, having anxiety issues, mm-hmm. having depression, all that stuff. So yeah. Fucking like Heath Ledger gives his best performance ever and kills himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that for like five minutes. And what did he have to do? I thought that was a drug overdose. Well, drug overdose, kill yourself. I mean, to me, if you're putting an excessive amount of drugs in your body, you are running the risk of killing yourself. It's a very high risk type of thing that, and this is my opinion. So, and I have just a lot of personal opinions about drugs and drug use just because of my family situation. But Mm -hmm. to me, Playing Russian roulette is what people do with these very hard drugs that just shouldn't even, they ain't even given to you by a doctor. It's, it's fucked up because those are also people that are told to people to help them. Like, here's this person that's going to help you. They're not going to give you therapy. They're going to give you drugs so that Mm. you can get through this movie. So you can get Mm. through the next thing that you need to do. So you can sleep at night when you really need to not be doing what you're doing because of the toll it's taken on you. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I'm not paintbrushing and saying every celebrity, this is their story, but it does seem to be a factor in the situation when you get engaged in that type of profession and you go in not blind to that idea. So you have to accept yeah. that there's an exchange going into Hollywood. True. True. Okay, that's all we got to say on that topic. Let's move on (laughs) to what was the first topic uh, Shy chose for us to week our agenda. Um, (laughs) She said, I'm open for discussion, been listed about five really great topics, so we're going to stick with her. Uh, The trials and tribulations of professional Black women navigating the corporate world. I'm just going to sit back because I'm just... uh, Yeah, I was going to say my field is dominated by white women. And I've had so many encounters with microaggressions, straight up racism. And then it's like a lot of the time, like I'm sure y'all experience, like when you're around a group of white people, they won't specifically say anything about black people because you're sitting right there, but they'll talk about <laughs> other And it's like, like I'm sitting here looking at y'all like, y'all think I don't know I'm a nigga when I'm not here? Y'all fucking crazy as hell. Like, I'm not about to engage in y'all talking about Native Americans or Mexican people because I know if that's what you think of them, everywhere. Everybody dislike us. Like, there ain't no way that y'all not talking about black women and black men when I'm not sitting right here. So I, it's, 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 it gets to the point where like, that's one of the reasons I like traveling is because I'm just there minding my own business. I ain't got to deal with any of the politics. I don't get in the business. I do my job and I be leaving. It's just, I, I, I can't even, I can't even tell you. And like now, like, I don't know if it's because I've been at this particular hospital so long, there are like, there are people that'll come up to me and ask me questions, but like for them to just assume like 
just knowing, like, I feel like I go in there, I do my job. I don't ask questions. I, I don't even ask anybody for help because most of the nurses that have been there have been there way less than me. Like, I mean, like a year and a half, maybe two years, most of them less than a year. It's like, so there ain't nothing you can tell me other than like the code or something or where, where y'all keep the linen. Like, I don't need you to tell me how to be a nurse because you don't need it. So I don't ask them questions, but like talking to them, they were like, oh, I didn't know you had been a nurse for this long, this long. And then they'll like, once they find out, like, I guess, you know, after my history of doing things and like intervening when I see something wrong, I guess they realize that I know what I'm doing. And now they ask me questions, but I've been there since January and it's right. just not happening. You know, mm-hmm. at six months and ain't nobody ever asked me. I've been a nurse longer than 95. Actually, the only nurses that have been there longer than me are the ones that are past the hill where they need to retire and your ass need to go home. But the rest <laughs> of them. Oh, those are the worst yeah. in the workplace are the bitches that been there for 50 something fucking years. Won't just been doing the least amount of work. As always. Like embarrassed about it. Like it's like I'll no. come in and it's like that per that person's a new patient. They got here at five o'clock. It's seven thirty at this point. So what'd you do? I didn't do anything. Did you finish the admission? No. <laughs> Did you start the orders? Did you give them the medications as past due? No. So we I'm just not need a job today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Like what? What? what that tenure what is the like, ultimate white privilege, man. It's like when you get to the point where you literally say you didn't do nothing, you don't even care. Mm-hmm. I'm not. What am I going to argue with you for? Clearly, yo, they know you don't do shit, and you still work here. So mm-hmm. let me just, just, just mm-hmm. go. On. I'll figure it out. I don't even need you to talk to me and give me a report. Just get, just get out of my face. That shit happened to me. Black that was don't. one of the biggest shits that ever. I will never. And I still, I'm so glad I don't work in the office anymore, by the way. Uh, and then I'm going to bump it to Shy because y'all got y'all have to deal with people a lot more than I have to deal with in, in the last two years. Uh, yeah. And moving forward, I still don't have to fucking deal with them. So that that is taken off so much from me. But I remember those days. I remember the day I'm sitting in this office in a group meeting with 14 fucking people. Now, grant you that out of 14, there's two black people. One is a limp and the other is me. Um, <laughs> and and cause that's the always you always get that one black person that's just home. You know, they just got home. But that's a whole other conversation. But I'm sitting in this meeting and all these tenure bitches are just like, yeah, I answer the phone and I don't ver- verify anybody's information. And I'm just like, your manager's right there. <laughs> I don't care. Right here. This is handbook right here that says you have to authenticate your caller. And then four other white people just was like, mm-hmm. I don't do that either. <laughs> and I'm up in this room going, Oh wow. The fuck? <laughs> Did y'all y'all just telling people's personal information to whoever is on the fucking on the phone? phone? Yeah. And don't even wow. don't even have the don't eat and, and the me- and I'm looking at my leader and he's just like because I'm wow. 30 years old and I ain't been here for three years so I'm not gonna challenge the tenure people and then I gotta put in the anonymous fucking com- HR complaint because <laughs> I ain't trying to be caught up in this shit 
And my name is not being associated with this shit right here that y'all just said that everybody, there's 14 people up in here. I don't know who the fuck is going to be the snake. I don't care if I'm the fucking snake. Somebody <laughs> going to tell somebody else that people said they're not authenticating. And my mm-hmm. ass is not about to be put into that category. And I sure did. Everybody hated me for it. Hated me for it. And because I wanted them to do like their job. Right. And then they'll say stuff like, oh, you just started. Like when you've been here so and so years, you won't. It's been six and a half years and I still don't do shit shit like that. So I think that's you, ma'am, not me. Like it has nothing to do with how long it's it's the type of a work ethic you have. I don't do stuff like that because I don't want shit like that done to me. Exactly. That's people's personal information, though. Not only that. This dumb thing, they so fucking dumb. And this is why I reported them too, because because the one bitch that was the main tenure one was like, well, I'm not still not going to do it. That's when I was like, shit getting reported. But the whole thing is, is that the company was sued when someone got busted for this exact thing. Busted out $4.5 million. You think that they care more about being sued again or your tenured ass. Right. Exactly. What the fuck? Yeah, they'll get rid of a whole department before they come up mm-hmm. with Exactly. Four- I'm like, bitch, if I had record on right now and I should have, even though that's illegal in the state of Ohio, <laughs> I would love to just send I don't even need you to prosecute. Just send this shit up to to the highest member on the fucking mm. council. Like if I wanted to be now that I'm now that I've gotten more emotionally intelligent. Cause this is before I really knew. Cause that was my for- really first introduction into corporate America. Mm-hmm. I would have done that shit. Uh, I would have uh, recorded uh, it, not uh, said uh, shit, not reported it to HR. Just sent that shit up into anonymous, up to someone higher, way higher than HR. Because HR is bullshit too. <laughs> they really are. They be friends with the white bitches. You got to go to the people who actually gonna lose some money, right? Mm-hmm. They don't care about nobody because they they don't know anybody. Not exactly, friends. exactly. I bet yep. you when it got time to cut all them bitches, who was around and who's who 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 lost their job and who stayed? Because we went through I, a culling in the last two years, and let me tell you something: the hanger-ons ain't it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I and you know, and sometimes that's what needs to be done. Like, because when people flat out say. Like, it's one thing when you say, oh, I don't do that. And then they're like, okay, well, you guys got to stop. That's not, okay, I'll do better. But when people flat out say, I'm not doing it. Like, those are the people you got to get rid of. I don't care how long you've been somewhere. When you can just say that out loud in front of your boss, you don't need to work that no more. Exactly. Because you believe that you controlled it. And that was the huge problem with that department. I fucking hated every bitch in that department. It's the worst time. I mean, I was surrounded by worse, not only, not only. Was these white bitches the way they were? Because they were a whole gang. Like they were. I've never seen like corporate wear is no fucking joke when it comes to the white game. Like I think in some places that have to depend on the black labor is changing. Like my company, they need the black labor. They have to have it. So now they're listening more to the black side of things because they're do we're doing the work. My boss was so fucking stupid. She was a twenty two year old out of fucking. And I'm not saying you can't be smart, but she wasn't. Like she was so dumb. Did she get the? Oh, does, was it just because she, she gets had a the job because she knows someone? She shakes yeah, her little titties, yeah. the little B cup, and she's pretty mm-hmm. and she's nice. It's, it's so sweet. It's all about the personality versus 
who can do the job. Yeah. That I mean, they that was their hiring for so long, and then they turned around <clears throat> eventually, and they said, "Fuck, why is this work not getting done? Because <laughs> you hiring all the wrong fucking people." I mean, well, that's what it is. And a lot of well, they, she didn't, they she didn't have a degree or anything. She just oh no, she something. had a degree. She had a degree. Because okay. I was like, wasn't, this wasn't even that she wasn't an absolute idiot. She just didn't need to be in a manager position. Right. Had no business yeah. being in a managerial right. position. She had no. She had, she didn't get that kind of qualification because I know when I when I graduated from college there was like a job fair and there was always like insurance like jobs and stuff mm-hmm. like managerial stuff and I was like what do I know about insurance like they were like it's fine we'll train you you gonna train me how to be a manager I was mm-hmm. like no I, yeah like I was like I don't think. I don't think I, I don't think that's a good fit for me. Like personally, like I don't want to be in a managerial position of a company that I just started working for. I don't know enough. I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't, I don't. So then they, they lean on the tenured, the tenured right. knows they got the power. And then that's the cycle that happens. And then when you get someone who comes in, who knows what they do, because they started from the ground yep. up, who went through yep. all of the shit that the manager never went through. Mm-hmm. Who knows who I was supposed to be and furthermore have ideas on how to make it better. Those are the people they don't want to hear because that messes up the status quo of everything. Yeah, But I... it is the worst when you, and I think Shy, you know about this and Mimi, you know about this. When you outperform every white bitch and you do not get no fucking credit. You the I number thought... one in the department but you ain't got one bonus. I I stopped even like I know at the job that I'm at now, like all of like they have like these like Daisy Awards, and it comes with like recognition and like a like a bonus. They don't right. even allow like travelers to get it because y'all mm. know goddamn well who it's you you wouldn't you I would be getting like ten fifteen all every every fucking every month, and yo and your people wouldn't have nothing, right? And I because I know for a fact I've had several patients say they're going to nominate me. And I'm like, I, you know, I'm a traveler. They were like, it's okay. I still think we'll do it. And it's in the email that come out, no acknowledgement. They're not going to, they're not going to have you outperform people that work there, especially being a black person, black woman, I should say specifically. Specifically. Yeah. When I, when I was, um, even when I was staff, it was the same thing. I I know Mm -hmm. for a fact people would say they're going to nominate me, but I'm on a floor where I like, I, I used to float all over the hospital like the same thing it's like your staff is trash and because it, it would be times where people would say like um like i always make it a, a point me personally to at least round on my patients every hour even if it's like i don't have to give them anything just to make sure everything and then they were like like i would come in the room and they're awake and i'm like i'm sorry i don't mean to bother you i'm just just checking on you I always do this they were like like i've never it's like i've never had a nurse come in here after they give me medications and I was like what <laughs> they saw you one time in a shift like what um I was like well I like to just put my eyes on people I was like we need some just call me but like that's that's not okay <laughs> but that's that's just who I am and like I said after six and a half years I'm still how I am and I don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna change I, I you know I try to make sure I'm ahead of stuff I don't right. want you know, like I know if, you know, 
I was in here an hour ago and they weren't having chest pain there. They're having chest pain. It just happened. You know what I'm saying? I like to be able to say stuff like that, but not like some people, they, they're, I always call them just taskers. They give the medication and, and if they don't have to give nothing else, they don't ever go back in there because they don't know what their actual job is. And unfortunately, there's more people like that than there are like me. And it's, it's ridiculous. And I don't think I'm doing anything extra. People always act like I'm going above and beyond. Like, no, I'm doing my job. <laughs> like, it's not my fault you don't know what your job is, you know. Shai, you're a manager. So you have a whole other ball game of bullshit on the agenda as yeah. a black female manager. Tell us yeah. about that. <laughs> Uh, I know I have said my little bits here and there uh, in regards to my trials and tribulations. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, the one thing that I mean, I'm I'm not a shit starter. I'm a <laughs> shit stirrer. <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, here's this is all right. Here's the thing, and and I've I think I said this before. For the longest time, I was the only black person in leadership in my agency. Only one. Um, now there's a few more. Thank you know, but I was intentional in recruiting to get some <laughs> to 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 be with me uh, because I was the only one. And then that just like the class that I'm taking now. I'm the only black person in this leadership class that I'm taking. And so it's like in every, in a lot of the situations that I find myself in, even in the military, I was the only black female. I mean, it's predominantly males. And then the few females that they were, they were white, uh, you know, or there was a few uh, women of color, but predominantly, but I was always usually the only black one. Um, so, Where I'm at now, one of the things that happened back to the, you know, which y'all were talking about, I had this female under me. Um, I had moved to this different um, program area. I had this female under me that was just white female, horrible. Work ethic was for shit. Uh, but she was just like you were saying, Christina, bubbly. Everybody liked her. <laughs> oh, she's, a, you know, oh my God, you know, they heard this, heard that. And then it's like, when, and so this is what, when she was under someone else, this is all I heard. And so when that person left, that supervisor left and she came under me, I, I had an expectation, but what I always do is I sit down the people that come under me. I was like, Hey, this is the expectation. This is what I expect from you. Mm -hmm. Um, and why, you know, working for me. And so it, it took five seconds for me to realize she wasn't about that life. Mm -hmm. And so I, my supervisor, uh, apparently they were close. Um, and so I remember sitting her down and you know, she was, she was just not cutting it. And I'm like, look, you know, I thought I was being nice. I really did. Uh, and so, Isn't but it I always, was, it's not how you say it. It's, it's, it's always how you say it. You know, it's the way I was you say saying it. it. Apparently, but I'm a straight person. 
I tell, you know, tell it like it is. Look, this is what you're not doing well. This is blah, blah, whatever. She goes crying to my supervisor. <laughs> Always uh, with the fucking tears. I'm sorry. And then my really... supervisor called me and go, what did you say to her? Blah, 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 blah. Long story short, there was a supervisor. My uh, One of my fellow supervisors left. So they had an opening. She applied <sighs> for the position. Oh my God! I'll let you guess what happened. She they, got they, the position. They selected her. My of supervisor course. came in, and this after they selected her, and I knew some other people that were going for it that had a black woman that mm-hmm. had tremendous work ethic that was on it. That I mean, I would pick no, no doubt, no, no under any circumstance. It had nothing to do with the fact that they were, of course, they helped that they were black. But their work ethic, mm-hmm. it was it was on point. And I'm like, and so my supervisor called me once they made the selection to let me know that they picked her. Y'all. <laughs> prepare, prepare for shit not to get done. No, I went off. I was like, hell no. And I was I, on the phone with my supervisor. I was like, this is some bullshit. And I went on like this and this and this. I do not agree with y'all decision. I do not agree with this. This is why I just talked to her. I just talked to you. We just had this conversation. I'm like, how can y'all, you know her. You know the type of person she is. And so I'm like, and then I heard the, the thing pissed me off. And y'all might have heard this phrase before. The right fit. Um, She's the right fit. Mm-hmm. Okay. She white. Her white people. She is no, here. And we like her. We like her. No, we like her. We like her. We want She's, her. We go along with her. She's exactly. part of the group. That's what it was. And I'm like, what does that got to do with the work? The job. Like, no. The job. The job. They say, like, it's like most like most people who should be managers most of the time don't even want to be a manager. And the people that mm-hmm. end up getting manager positions are it's more like a popularity contest. Popularity. Like, yes. They like, want to like, just be able to tell somebody else what to do. Begin, right. They're not good mm-hmm. at their job to begin with. So mm-hmm. why are you promoting them? And it's like, Thank you. They're gonna, mm-hmm. you think they're going to be better as a manager? It's just going to be extra shit that they're going to not do and probably not make somebody else do. Exactly. That's exactly. They push off their workload and now you have to hold them up. Pick up. Yeah, on, pick up and the then slide. do your job at the same. That's the I, over last, bit. The last job I had, it was right after I had Derek. I worked, it was just a collection agency. And I, I mean, like we got like bonuses based off our performance and mm-hmm. I was like killing the game. Like my bonuses were like significantly higher than everybody else's so much so that they kept changing, like how you got bonuses. Cause they kept having to give me so much more money. Mm-hmm. And then it got to the point where they had me doing, and I remember him saying, like bringing me in the office saying, you know, so-and-so is underperforming. So we need you to help them. I was like, excuse me. I was like, you want me to do somebody else's job so they can get bonus off my work? I was like, absolutely not. Like, well, it's like a team. No, you're not going to make it. It's always a team effort when it's it's time to pump someone else out, but never me. 
they were like, well, you can get, you know, if the, the team does better, we'll all get more money. I'm getting money now. So I don't give a shit about the team. Like it, I'm not going to help. I'm not going to. And I remember they kept, they kept doing it. And then they would get to the point where they were like, basically like a call that I worked so hard to get would come in and they would give it to that girl. So they were literally like, to me, that's like, you're stealing my money to give to her. And I remember I literally, this is how I quit. And I've never quit a job like this, but at that point I was like, they can go to hell. I literally, <laughs> I, I, I finished my day. It was, and I had, I had a Saturday shift. Um, and you only had to work four hours that day. I finished my shift. Cause that was the end of the week. I made sure I did all of my stuff to make sure that I got enough bonus. I it was very calculated and it was petty and I don't care. Cause I am petty. No, I, that's how you should do it. I got all the, all the calls I needed. Cause I told those people, I call them back. I got all those payments. I made it so that I got the highest like bonus I could possibly get because they kept changing the 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 way you got bonuses. Mm-hmm. I wrote on a piece of paper, I'm not doing my job in someone else's. I quit. And I left. I left my headphones there. I left all my paperwork. And then the guy, like the manager tried to call me. And I was like, I was like, I don't know what you think you're going to say. I'm about to say, what does quit mean? Right. I was like, yeah. I told you two months before, I'm not doing my job in someone else's. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you can't comprehend why you're asking me to do that. You're not asking nobody else to do it. Right. So why are you asking me? And of course, I'm the only black person there. I'm not, I'm not doing it. And he was what? like, well, come back. And it's like, no, we're not, I'm not coming back. I quit. Literally, I'm done. Don't call me anymore. Don't text me. I wouldn't even have picked up the phone. <laughs> uh, he, he called me from his home number because he knew I wasn't going to And I didn't know it was his. And then he like yeah. tried to text me like a couple weeks later. Oh, how are you doing? I was like, dude, we not friends. Lose my number. I, I that's, just that's the question, though. Why is it when it's black? When because we can't talk about black men because we ain't in their situation. Right. I have different I feelings about what they got, what right. they do and don't do. I got a lot of feelings about how they assimilate. But speaking as for black women, why is it that we have to humble ourselves in our success? Yet the others can glorify this. Like every time we get to a certain goal, they move, like you said, they move the goalposts. And then when you are at a certain goalpost, you keep meeting that goalpost. Well, then it becomes, well, you are an expert. It is now your position to inspire Mm -hmm. others by continuing to elevate everyone by your own personal merits. Yet when you flip that on the other side, when it's Casey who is on the goalposts, Casey doesn't get the goalpost move. Casey gets the manager position. Then she gets the next position. Then she gets another position. Then she's the RCL. Exactly. They want to give you all this praise and treat you like you're an expert and a manager, but not give you the money that you would get, not give you those credentials. It's like, you're not going to have me do some uh, my job in someone else's just because I'm good. If I'm so good at it, why don't you make me train her and pay me as a trainer in addition exactly. to what I'm doing? Maybe, exactly. maybe let me help her be better, not let me do her job for it so she can be. No. And, it, it, and the thing that really like, I don't think that they comprehend. It's not like we're all getting paid the same and I'm just helping her. You get paid based off what you do. 
So yeah. me helping her is literally mm-hmm. taking money from me and giving mm-hmm. it to her. Yeah. And for you to ask me to do that and not understand why I'm upset, that's the part that's blowing my mind. You've asked me two months and I said no. And now you're trying to make it like, well, I'm not asking you this time. I'm, you have to. I don't have to do shit. Find somebody else. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now you're about to have two mediocres. How's that feel? Right. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, and that's what I told him. I was like, I literally told you I'm not doing this. And then it gets to the point where now you're going to make me, you can't make me do. The only thing I have to do is stay black and die. I don't got to do shit. And that's exactly what I told him. Well, that's the whole thing. They feel like we need that, right? That Especially if it's a good position. And I did. Yeah. They don't expect us to have a line. They expect us to keep taking the shit. Because that's it. where we started in this country. I mean, it, shoveling right. shit in our mouths and us dealing with it. My grandma had to do it, but I don't got to do shit. You're not exactly. gonna make exactly. They don't know the new. They don't know, and it's not. But because there's a majority of us black women out there in the world, far more than it used to be, far more yeah. than it used to be. Because you did have, at some point, those people that just came to work. And was there because I always say the hookup people, the 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 the, the, the hey, how you doing? You work out this good job. Why don't you get me to hook up? So at this other good job, and in the end, you know, now you dragging me down mm-hmm. <laughs> with your bullshit. <laughs> Nowadays, though, black women, you come up to us, you ask for that hookup, you like, wait a minute, where you worked at? What's your credentials? Nah, you ain't. I'm not letting you use my fucking name. You out of your mind. Nope. 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 This is my good credit. I'm not letting you hop on mm-hmm. my success. Absolutely yeah. not. And I don't think we mm-hmm. used to put that line down like yeah. we should have. That's true. That is very true. Are we done with corporate America? We got other topics. Yes, we can and be it's done. Still, uh, still, uh, young in the night the evening um <laughs> the evening. oh that's the only thing i was gonna say to to, to wrap it up because really the, where i'm at in the corporate i'm really happy to have hit my 10 years because those were some struggling motherfucking 10 years 10 years is a good amount of time at one yeah place. and really I, I yeah i am gonna stroke myself I'm stroke my kitty because <laughs> <laughs> You just then just leave it be. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel because I'm purring. Anyhow, okay. <laughs> because it was a challenge. Yeah. And I'm not going to ever say me in that challenge didn't also need to grow, mm-hmm. right? Because that's a part we I can see myself trying to take like, well, I just all I had to do was up against adversity. Yeah, but sometimes the reaction that we put out there can be <laughs> a little bit smarter than sometimes we allow. We don't allow ourselves to realize that if corporate is a game and we have to play it, whether mm-hmm. it's fair, it's not a fair game. It's not meant to be a fair game. But if we want what we want, fucking want, which is that dollars, that fucking money, we got to play the game. And that's the part where we get sometimes stuck. Because we don't want to play the game because we're only talking about what we owed, which is very true. But we also got to realize is that there's fucking 10 times more of them and they are connected in ways that we are not. And if we're going to break down, tear down the establishment, we got to play it by their rules and we got to outsmart them. 
Exactly. Shout that's my viewpoint. That's my viewpoint. I always talk about having a seat at the table. That's always mm-hmm. my thing. I'm going to have a seat at the table because I got a lot to say and me being down here, it, I can't, they can't hear me up there. So right. guess what? Exactly. I'm climbing. When you I'm climbing. They're not going to hear you. They're not going to hear me. So, oh, so I get up to the this level. Oh, can you hear? Oh, you can't hear me still? All right. So I got to do what I got to do. You know, play the game, play the game, get to the next level. Oh, can y'all hear me now? I'm a lot louder, aren't I? Because y'all couldn't exactly. hear me when I was down there, but y'all can hear me a lot better up here, can't y'all? But, and that's my view. People in the place, like like you, in the place, unless you're at the top, and that's why one of the things I always like people are always <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, like we need people to protest, yes, but we also need like people want to like call you a sellout or whatever. Like, like mm-hmm. sometimes some battles aren't worth fighting. To me, if I'm all the way at the top, sitting right next to you, and I gotta fight and put my last breath into you hiring someone that I think is more qualified and looks like me. To me, that was my job to begin with. Like, you can't do yeah. anything mm-hmm. when you're loud, screaming all the way at the bottom. You got to get up. And and like I said, I, you bite your tongue. There's some battles that require you to say something and some and of them. And to me, when you're at the top, like you are shy, fighting for the next person, especially more qualified person mm-hmm. that's black, that's a battle that I'm going to fight. And that's and, the thing, Mimi. Now there's me and there's three other black women that are in leadership. Mm-hmm. And so three others since I've been, there was none before me. Now there's four of us. And so that's the thing that, that is my thing. I'm going to be, have a seat at the table. You're not going to easily dismiss the well-qualified people mm-hmm. with me at the table, exactly. with me being part of the decision-making and hiring those. Yeah. Trust you me. Want that experience with the girl I told y'all about that did that, that threw Never me again. Oh my gosh, that, that really, that got to me so bad that, that threw me for a loop. That was the first time I ever experienced that. And yeah, from there, I I was determined. I was determined. And then that's emotional intelligence. That's the Mm -hmm. part we always miss. It's not that our gripes aren't real. It's not that the microaggressions don't happen, but you got to be able to learn like they learn. That is what they have. They don't put themselves all in. They knew this from the time that they were 15, 16, going into college, whatever the fuck. They, other than white privilege, of course, understood or taught this very important thing that I didn't even hear the term until I was fucking 28 years old. Until I was having those battles and understanding why every time I could not win. And the minute I started changing my game, like now I'm, I'm like a fucking chameleon. No one, <laughs> I love it because no one yeah, knows me, be. but my name is starting to brand itself. Not because mm-hmm. I'm talking loud, not because mm-hmm. I'm making waves. I'm seeing mm-hmm. where my opportunities are and yep. I'm going, okay, I'm just going to put this out here. Why don't we just do this? Let me switch that. I'm not going to be like, I'm telling you I'm doing this and I'm doing yeah. that. No, I'm just yep. going to be. Hey, here's an idea here. Here's an idea here. Oh, you didn't want to get my idea? I'm not going to get mad or take it personally or come up with reasons why. I'm going to implement my idea in my way and I'm going to let my numbers talk for me. And then they're going to be like, well, how do you do that? 
How is that Funny egg successful that for you? Well, Sonny, you think about it. This idea that was put out there, a couple ideas, and now someone from corporate sees, well, someone ignored her idea two days ago or two mm-hmm. months ago, and now we maybe we need to skip that person that yep. was between those two people and move to mm-hmm. you. It should always mm-hmm. be, you know you're in a good position when you're asked to leave. That is the best and most compliment that you ever can get. And the fact that I have been asked to lead, I don't want to, I will not, I can't because my brain will not allow me to, (laughs) Yeah, is the biggest, I have to take those, because we sometimes brush, at least my perfectionist ass will brush the successes because it's not what I feel is the success. Mm. And that is where you can get caught the fuck up in your own ego and not realize, you know what? You are getting paid. You are doing this. You got to start looking at what you got and not only what you're not getting in that exchange right. with corporate America. Yeah, I and I and one of the things about being a black woman is the fact that you get you get ignored or overlooked or people don't even acknowledge mm-hmm. that you're there. And sometimes be, being there and no one knows you're there is beneficial. Like mm-hmm. you, stuff, you can oh, use yeah. it to your advantage. I've done that plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Very much. You know? Play mm-hmm. the game, ladies out there. Wherever you listening, play the game. We we understand. We took the whole thirty the minutes about game. about it. The long game. Yes. Long Everything game. you have to your advantage. And the fact that you like you said, Christina, chameleon, you you there, nobody knows you're there. Use that shit to your advantage. Mm-hmm. I, I make a suggestion and then nobody listens. That's fine. I'll just do it myself. And then like mm-hmm. you said, why are you so much better than everyone? Well, funny you might funny you ask let me let me tell you <laughs> yeah tell, tell me you. success will get you noticed you don't need to exactly. tell people what you're doing you nope. just need to let your shit show and mm-hmm. that, that took me a while that took me about two three years to learn it really yep. did and know and be forgiving of yourself too don't be so hard on yourself yeah. or too proud to admit you know what maybe i could have handled that a different way Maybe I could have done this. Like, maybe I did have some fault in that. And then be like, you know, that's cool. Let me learn from that. Let me move on and do something different next time. Let's change up the game. That is the best thing that you can do to keep, because it's not going to not happen. We're going right. to still go into the Karens. We're going to still go into the meetings because my boss is a hot ass motherfucking mess. Her name <laughs> is Karen and she's a goddamn mess. That is a person. Just as a worker. I mean, she is bad, but I've learned already. See, three years ago, Christina would have handled this. She would have been talking to Karen's manager. She would have been. Christina now. Oh, no problem, Karen. She gives me a note per 527 already addressed this issue. She does (laughs) this per 426. Called something. Please see note per thing. I'm just going to sit there and address you in a professional manner and let you, when the person that's coming behind you, see how fucked up you are telling me these notes like you're doing something, like you're doing your job, but you're actually not. And they're going to be like, huh, she always seems to be telling you in your note what she already did. (laughs) Karen, we might need to talk about your performance. Yeah. I am not in that fucking talk at all. Mm-hmm. I ain't done nothing. I ain't nothing done nothing. Do not your nothing to do with me. 
Let's talk about being parents to teenagers. I'm sure this can be a whole rant. (laughs) He's awful. And I would like to point out, can I just tell y'all something? No, 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 no. Before you start, Mimi, I had an ulterior motive. I was like, I got to get them to talk to them. Y'all be cracking me up. So, yes, before I just. I fucking hate them. I, if I I don't know what it is about fucking middle schoolers, but this motherfuckers are intimidating as fuck. Let me tell you about I, I, Derek left his fucking lunchbox at school, and he begged me. I mean, begged me to bring it. In. And he a lot of when it comes to stuff like that. Usually, he's just taking his stride, and he'll like they have like a free lunch program in Illinois now. Mm-hmm. So no matter what age a kid mm-hmm. is, what the income or anything like that. The school will provide them lunch, so he'll just eat lunch. I'm at, still paying eighty motherfucking dollars a month we're, for we're her not, to eat at school. We're not paying anything, and I don't know how long this is going to last, but it's something they did during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I bring it to them, right? Don't get a thank you or nothing. It's fine. But let me tell you, this is how I knew that even though he's in sixth grade, it's going to get worse. I'm leaving the school in the, in the eighth grade. This school doesn't have, like, they don't have a playground at this middle school, but they, they have to give them, like, rest time or, like, relaxation time per the state of Illinois' like, new laws or whatever. So they, they were at recess outside. And it was like a group of them, like right in front of my car. And tell me why, as a grown 39 year old woman, I was intimidated and too scared <laughs> to tell my car. I was like, guys, um, guys. Um, they were like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I was going to bully me. <laughs> now, see, I'm the opposite there. I'm my, 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 my daughter's like, shut the fuck up. Why as a grown, this big ass age, these fucking teenagers are scaring me. I fucking hate them. Middle school is the worst. Like, I feel like as a high school kid, I'd have been like, yo, you're in front of my car, dude. Can you move? Girl, it's going to get worse. Middle school. All right, you're talking about middle school. We yes. in eighth fucking grade right now in our house. We going into high school, okay? You understand? It's real. They're fucking huge. Why are they so fucking big? Why y'all? Why you look like you fucking twenty seven years old, dude? Get that's me. the boys. See, that's the boys. That's got to be the boys because the kids walking around in the neighborhood. I'll be like, oh, she's she looks seven, girl. She is in the uh, eighth grade. I'm like, get out of here. They go to school no. wearing flip flops pajamas they parents have given the fuck up on these kids i'm telling you something with it is hard being a good parent nowadays and like me and you said we spoiled the shit out of our kids because we didn't get it we and didn't get it we, and we so we up. and we, we fucked all up. the way up we they're fucked garbage. up they're trash they be talking in your face like you said last month you was gonna have me reading for 30 minutes Bitch, why are you in my face telling me things I didn't do? Cause you think you run shit. Get out of. She gonna call me today talking about can you get me some Uber Eats? She's in Indiana. Wow. Girl, I was bougie. I'd have been like, don't make me mute you, okay? On this conversation. (laughs) You know what though? Let let. I just I I don't know what it is about about these. I don't know what it is about this age, but it's really, it's really fucking awful. And no, it's, it's like, just they feeling themselves. They're feeling themselves and they feel, me and my daughter had a conversation. So we, I'm, and this is the thing, man, good parents, 
they will sit and listen and validate this 14 year old that you know if, if it was your mama you'd be like stop talking to me and if yeah, you don't stop talking to me i'm gonna punch you out of the room literally throw throw plates at you <laughs> throw you, punch you out of the room for asking a question yeah yes yeah. or are you I, in a personal space too long so no here i am making sure i don't make my daughter feel like she's an object and a person and so she's sitting here going like I want to get, cause she wanted to get a job at 14 and I was trying to explain to her that trying to go to work during school and then trying to keep up your very high grades is a difficult task. And I know because I went through the exact same thing. I worked all through 14. I didn't get the chance to be a child. You have the chance to be a child and there are things that you may want to just try out. Like her, her, her dad is, their family's worse about that. And I could tell though, because it gives me a lot of insight on how white people raise their children versus <laughs> black people, because they really want you to pick something, commit to it. And that is what you do. And if you give up on it, then you're a quitter. <laughs> My like curricular. Yes. Type? Like being in a play mm. or stuff like that, or mm. you need to learn an instrument. They really want you to find something, get really good at it stick to it whether you like it or not doesn't matter that's how they they roll because that's gonna how they feel build your commitment to something but that's mm. indoctrinated ideas and i already i already know that just fits in with what i thought my my perspective on that is you are a child and this is the only time you can experiment with different things and yes. try different things to figure out what you like and don't yes. like and you should never have to come this is the point in time where you shouldn't have to commit to something that you do not like because you have a choice. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we go back and forth these conversations because I have to, because she, she feels really bad when she comes back from that. I'll be telling Sam the same thing. I'm like, look, you got to check your family. And he's like, well, I know that this is the way. And I'm like, no, no, no. You're used to being browbeat. This is a one, she's a Gen Z and she ain't going to keep her mouth shut for very long. <laughs> she she going to yeah. check you for and then you're gonna be looking embarrassed and then mad at her back that shit up too exactly this this and this and then look at you so clearly their way of doing shit ain't working like they will drag the fuck they will drag and if you're a hypocrite they will think you're looking like why are you hypocrite why are you hypocritical like i said pull up the receipts showing that you a hypocrite and your whole family oh my gosh she just did that to him the other day this is the funny shit because they have battles over food because he has nothing but when she is there she gotta eat salads grapes bananas strawberries the every little fucking healthy thing right Right, right. This chick came was like, oh, last night he came into the house and hid it in a Kroger bag, but there was fucking Taco Bell in there <laughs> that he had <laughs> that he tried to hide from me. So he sit up here talking all this shit about how he's a vegan and how this is killing meat and all this shit, and oh you sneaking Lord. in the back door with a fucking vegan. Oh my, oh my god. god! Eat, don't eat meat. Stop trying to make me stop eating me. Fuck you. Thank you. Fuck Ugh. you. Let me enjoy my right. life. You know, there are worse things in the world than killing chickens. I'm sure they are great people, but they taste <laughs> fucking delicious. All right. We didn't domesticate them because we was being friends. 
I, I can't stand. They were like, look at the way I was like, I understand that there's better ways that we can get meat and like treat the animals, but that's me not eating. It ain't changing nothing. Like, <laughs> Right. Why don't you go protest at the farms? Talk to the farmers. Talk to the to the people. I mean, it didn't come. And in the end, it's it's just like, what are we? You know, we need a more humane way to kill them. Well, they're still dead. I don't think they're looking up, going, you know what? You Thank really you killed me softly. You really, you were so kind. You you sang me a song. You know, you held my hand, bitch. I'm dead. Fuck you. It's like, do you go, are you, are you giving these fucking lions the same speech you gave me? They try to control nature too, though. You know, that's right. You know, I watch I, the nature I shit. And I, I, hope, I, hope, I hope they kill them. Instead of that fucking gazelle, get out of my face. Oh my goodness. Those are the best times when they be going real close. Thinking they, they ain't no shit. Watch your gorilla roll up on your ass and start dragging you. You're going to turn into a bitch real quick. You're going to close your mouth and stop talking to these animals like they owe you something. I, I mean, I will, you know, I watch my monkey videos and I, know I have to do. stop. I have to stop. I'm actually, I'm oh, actually to stop. the point where, okay. no, on certain, most of them, I have to stop. On Don't some lie. groups, I cannot Don't watch them anymore. Get on this podcast line, Christina. No, oh. I'm serious. Some of them I stop. No, I'm not watching. No, my Emily, that's a whole different group. There's Fanon and then there's two, they're in two different places. One is at a temple. Huh? That's a world UNESCO site. And the other one is at another, but they're both in Cambodia. They're two different sites. The one is decent because there's nothing but security. And then the other one is like the guy that was found who fucks with the animals. Like they, they're pets and then they don't know how to be pet, don't know how to be an animal because they've been raising a pet. Diapers on them. There's videos about mm. this. They have them with their kids. Then they put them back in the wild like they ain't fucking confused on how all of a sudden like some of them are really fucked up like they won't urinate at first because they're not used to urinating outside you've fucked up a monkey then on top of it they've turned it into entertainment for people to sit back and commentary on about who they hate and who they like and who they don't want like and all this like it's a soap opera like it like like it's reality tv yes furthermore people commit hundreds of dollars to indulge in this fantasy of oh I, this is my little pet like i say i'm emotionally connected to emily i'm not sending emily a goddamn dime okay i'm not in a fantasy where i think emily's my real pet and i'm gonna make sure she gets all the food she needs because i love her so much right. no 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 but this is how people have decided somewhere during the pandemic because this is when this really got big that now the okay the thing to do is to sit and talk about what nature should do for them now if you don't think that the world is a cesspool of <laughs> absolute like if you don't think that we are not nearly as evolved as we like to believe we are then just read some of that shit because that that will send you really into a play that's why i have to stop because i'm like i i don't want to hate humanity because i think that that is not okay to hate and it's a strong I, emotion in general i hate humanity i'm already there Sorry. yeah i know it's it's, it's it, but it, yeah <laughs> it's like i can't stand most of you guys <laughs> like most of you guys really 
Like, and I don't even think you know how much if there really was a hell, most of y'all motherfuckers would be in it. Right. That's a, that's when being on social media made me. It's like y'all really out here thinking this is real life. Like you know, you don't know these people. That's some good you know water. that, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and they're so. That's the thing. Everyone's so mad. I'm just so angry. Like, even if you're truly having a conversation with someone else, like someone says something that maybe you disagree with, I think we've lost the art form of conversation. It don't matter if you're pro or right, or in the if you actually even on the right path. Like, if you're talking to a racist, it's even even then it's like you fucking piece of shit. Maybe considering he might be indoctrinated. So why do something that only supports the narrative they think they know? Don't you think it's more confusing to a racist when you approach them with kindness and be like, you know what? I understand that you may not like black people, but here's all the great things black people have done for white people. I'm not saying, again, this is a evolutionary. I'm not saying I do this shit. I don't, clearly. <laughs> I don't. But in the grand scheme of how we all can work better every day, is maybe not attack everybody as the first reaction. I'm gonna I'm gonna start just dropping heart memes whenever someone says something <laughs> stupid and see what happens. <laughs> I, I just I, I just keep scrolling, but now now I'm just gonna go in there with, like on Candace Owens and just say I love you and just drop, drop a, a virtual hug meme. And just see what happens. <laughs> Nothing because that's the guess what you can't say anything to that. Because guess what? When you start, when people start responding to heart emojis, who seems sane and insane? The person that's responding to heart emojis with anger. That is the definition of insane when you stop being rational. So exposing people for who they are is far more enlightening than, and that's something I'm only recently, probably in the last two months, starting to work on myself with. Because I feel like I'm all full of this anger and anxiety. And I'm not saying, that's what I mean. I've been there. I'm in there. I'm in the chats. And then I'm, I can walk away and I'm like, I'm feeling this bitterness. And I'm, I know I'm right. Because I'm talking about facts about monkeys. Because <laughs> this is, this, you would think I'm all the places in the world. That's what I mean. I thought I went to a safe place. I don't like engaging in social media. I don't mm-hmm. like doing that. I thought I went to a safe place where we're just watching monkeys yeah. and saying how cute they are, how, you know, yeah. ooh, that's funny yeah, when they did this, it's cute when they did that. I thought I found me, because uh, nature's supposed to be good for anxiety. That's my first interest in it. So it wasn't that's- just weird monkeys. I, I really thought, and it did actually calm me down. Like seeing them all play together, they're really, it's a calming experience. But I'm like... <sighs> This is this is exasperate. This is hard to be in this headspace, even if you are on the right side of it, because it just drains you and leaves you with this empty, bitter feeling. It's like, you know, no, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to take away my time where I could be loving something versus spending time trying to convince you of something and you truly just want to engage with me because you are yourself alone and (laughs) this is your idea of fun or socializing and that's sadder than anything else and you might be a bot (laughs) (laughs) no i'm serious look at the statistics out there the amount of 
Did you see that article? Go go do some research. Now we talk a conspiracy. I, I won't do research, but no, go but ahead. they said a lot of the <laughs> shit people start online maybe started by bots. Yeah, I've heard I that. Just do, I, 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 I just assumed it. it was some trolls, but bots actually would make me feel a little bit better about humanity. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, but where I think are there the are tr- coming from? I think from, there are though. general trolls too, though. I think yeah. it's both. I think it's both. Uh, it's like a virus? Is it just random? Like, yeah. How, how well, no, that? it's more like um, they're trying to get an answer from you or make you engage, engage? in a way that you oh. wouldn't. Like, say something really stupid and then that get would get you on your like. Ooh, yeah. let me show you and now you've researched all this paper and now you've like written an essay and now 15,000 other people have joined into this essay and now you guys are all populating Engaging, right. so and okay, now that's the people. building of social media mm-hmm. so that I truly believe that is true but I also think that you're right there are trolls out there that probably don't even believe what they believe but they want to start it because it gets something that they want out of it that has absolutely Engagement. nothing to do with the Engagement. issue that remind? Did you guys? I don't know if you guys even like. No, I'm I talking know, about nefarious, shy. I'm no, talking about I mean political. like it was. Uh, remember, I don't know when it was, but it was like uh, some months ago. But Tucker Tucker Carson, Carlson, Carlson, yes. When they were like, when they had to like submit their like text messages, yes, it came up that like none of them, a lot of the people from Fox News don't believe shit that they say. Mm-hmm. They, they just they're doing it. For views because they know that their fan base believes it. Yeah. And I'll tell it, you about this shy in the last Jones Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy as hell. So y'all mm-hmm. literally just go up there spewing nonsense, knowing goddamn well it's nonsense. Mm-hmm. And it just it's unbelievable that y'all you like who wants to be like on TV so bad that you just willing to say some bullshit. Like that's crazy to me. Well see we blaming them but we're not turning that that fucking mirror around. What's worse is the people that want them to say these things. And if they say it otherwise. But giving them a platform and giving them something Mm -hmm. to engage, to me, that's worse. Like, you know, you're spewing bullshit and you're on a national. Yes, as a personal. Yes, yes. You're no journalist anymore. You're taking. Like, to me, like, what was the point of you getting a journalism degree? Because you, you just. You could have went on a podcast saying this nonsense. Like yeah. me, it's always, you're always going to have racist people. Like, just like I said, I, I always said this and I've said this and I will say it until my last breath. All the people that support Trump, they've always felt that way. But Trump mm-hmm. gave them a, a, a platform, oh, yeah. gave them the reason, like mm-hmm. he got them gassed up and that's why they stormed the Capitol. But he, admit, he admitted that shit. He says there's a whole bunch of dumb fucking people to be taken yeah. advantage of. He yep. says exactly what he, I mean, mm-hmm. he's not even smart enough to hide. And that's how dumb the fucking people are that follow him. And that, I always say, I say, this is like, it's almost, no, it is like a cult. Like they, mm-hmm. it is. you you can see video of them contradicting themselves and they don't even oh, yeah. comprehend. They don't. That you like you're you're literally spewing nonsense that you don't even understand or believe because when you flip it, they don't see the connection. Like and that to mm-hmm. me lets you know that they're it's just they're pure, it's ignorance. But you're talking about people from places that don't have what's the thing? Knowledge. Knowledge is power. Power is knowledge comes from what? Books, education. You're talking about places 
the be- where he's got most of his fan base are those Backwards. places that don't mm-hmm. teach, that don't educate. So these people literally have a fifth grade level education and that's where they fucking critical thinking stopped. So we as rational people or educated people can't and will never get, that's why racism is in itself ignorance because it's not, it's not a something that you can grasp because it doesn't in itself make any sense. So those people that are just like that are unfortunately flawed people that are never going to be corrected. But that is the sad part is that they were able to be given such a voice on such a platform. And that's the failure somewhere that we need to talk about more Mm -hmm. because how did we, and then someone was just doing a a comedian was just talking about it. Like 2024, we're getting the rematch. Nobody wanted. (laughs) We are literally back where we were starting. (sighs) You know, everybody hates Biden. Like Biden didn't want to run. Like the motherfucker didn't say I'm old. And maybe this isn't for me. Him to hang on until 2025. And that's fine. And then Kamala can Kamala, Camila, Kamala, Kamala, Kamala Harris. I, I say her name wrong, then she could be president because that's. I just need his old ass to hang on because he he. Beat I don't you. think they're gonna let Kamala be president. That's not gonna happen because a white woman has to do it first. I'm telling yeah, you right now. It, it, if she's oh, vice president, you can't stop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't. You can, but you can't. But I feel like. I know. I feel like we have enough of. Uh, people like in like you know like we're we have enough people with money and power in place mm-hmm. black people yeah that's that true it would be a fight it wouldn't be they might and try it and she didn't bring in france right I mean, and nobody was able to go over there and get him but he was like mm-hmm, i like me some chocolate it wouldn't be easy for them to take it away from her but that's what i said we could see his old ass to hold on long enough to be reelected. And that's exactly what it is. And I feel like people need to stop criticizing. Like, that's not what his goal was always to be. We didn't put him in because we said, this is the most qualified man for the job. No, we said, this is a Band-Aid on a gaping wound. Right. And we need to keep this Band-Aid on so that we don't bleed out. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, can we find some better candidates besides the four fucking same ones? There are (laughs) two point something million people in this damn country and we keep coming up with the same five people. When are we going to start breaking that barrier down? Because I, that's I, where I'm really stuck at. Because that that is somewhere at a level. I just, like, the thing that really blows my mind is the fact that they pretend like we're in a democracy. Like, because if we really were, yes. if people were even were even up for candidacy that we got to choose from, we would be able to choose. But we mm-hmm. don't have a choice for that. We mm-hmm. just got to pick from the people y'all picked. Yeah. So, you got the money to right. get them where they are. Right. Because you got to have money to even be, never mind, you're supposed to be qualified for the job. But no, you're literally saying in order to get the job, you need to grease mm-hmm. a lot of palms. So yep. the institution in itself is, that's also why I'm not very political because I, I fully understand. I can make critiques about it, but at the same time, at the end of the day, I know for fucking sure the people who run this country are not any people that we see on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Don't see them at all. To, we to don't me, even know their names. I feel like the fact that we're like, if you ask someone like, you know, Biden or someone who like grew up 
with money, like ask them a regular question, like how much is a gallon of milk? The motherfuckers don't know. And we got these people making decisions for us. And that's the thing that blows my mind. Uh-huh. People are, are like, you You got a net worth of negative 800,000. But you think, you're, you think you're a Republican? Boy, bye. Like, I, I'm telling you, Darren's cousin. I remember, I was like, I, you live with your mama. And you ain't never lived by yourself. <laughs> but you're a Republican? Okay. That's fine. Vote for Trump. Go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Your mama on a fixed income and you work sometimes. You are not a fucking Republican because you clearly don't know what, like to me, like I, like 50 Cent, I remember people bashing him for being a Republican. I, I'm not saying that he's not fighting against his own interest, but in his mind, he's, he's you got to exactly. He's going after yeah. green you, Trump's you, all cars. Get, why yeah. y'all need stop when you thinking it doesn't? You vote for somebody where you're paying $27 in taxes when you mm-hmm. make um, fifty-five million. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. They're making I'm political. Saying, they're making business decisions, not personal. Ones. That makes sense. But when you are Republican living in the backwaters and you're the one getting Social Security, and yeah. you're a Republican, you're yeah. voting against your self-interest because when they cut that Social Security, you think Trump gonna come down here and give you some fucking money? No, no, no. he no. don't care about you. No, because you are not the kind of white that he cares about. You're not. Not even close to being. You you mean y'all are just minions to him. Right. Minions for his cult. Hopefully he gets in, hopefully the indictment goes through and we don't have to see. But then I'm like, oh, I almost don't want to see because at least no, that's the. I thought, I thought Ron DeSantis was getting some, some trail, some, some traction, but uh-huh. he's fucking up in Florida. So if he uh-huh. do make it, his, he, he is like, like 27% of Americans support him. Mm. That ain't shit. Mm. Him mm. and, him and Trump are like, both really low. As I say, ain't nobody looking forward to this fucking election. No. It's like all you want is Biden because you like I see what he did, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I, I, mean, I don't agree with it all, but I'm I okay with like, it. Because the problem is, is that when Trump became elected, he 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 uh, like put all these people in place yes. to support him. So they're the ones fucking it up, and I think people either are f- really far removed from political science and they don't remember how shit politics works and how the mm-hmm. laws are passed and all that stuff or they never paid attention and they failed out of high school who fucking knows but the president isn't the problem it's we need someone that's gonna remove all these people that are that are fucking up laws and taking things away yes but, the state i mean they're t- taking a lot of stuff away at least with, with biden we we can at least if someone just happened, because a lot of these motherfuckers are kind of old and they ain't in the best shape. I'm not. Oh I'm my not with God, would like Mitt Romney fucking drop dead? I want saying, that motherfucker to like, just. A lot of them are close to the death. Like they they they're getting close <laughs> to, to to meeting their maker. You know, going to. I mean, <laughs> to the face, man. Shit, damn. <laughs> I ain't never seen a man who looks like walking necrosis and ain't fucking. Is that if we have Biden in place, at least we know. And if he right, I was gonna say, and the way he doing, like, because he know he got some pendants to pay to black women, he might put another one of us up there. So I'm just saying. That's true. That's what we need. That's true. true. Gotta use the white privilege. That's what I said. White privilege is meant to be used to help us. Y'all ain't gotta eliminate it, just pass us some shit. I'll never because it's something one of the things I do appreciate about the pandemic was them making a distinction it's like you know like 
we're not saying that, you know, your racist tendencies isn't your fault. Like when you're brought up and you don't know no better, that's fine. Like, but it's a difference between ignoring it and being anti-racist yes. and making that distinction. And I, and I feel like, you know, it might take, you know, four or five more generations. But I think that idea of anti-racism is starting to be, especially my oh, yeah. son's generation. Oh, it's, yeah. They're, they're doing a lot better. And I feel people always talk about like, oh, like transgender. But I love the fact that because to me, race and, and gender are pretty like pretty Basic things. You're born what you're born. It's like, so if you can acknowledge that someone can be, you know, even though they were born a man, they don't really see themselves as a man or a woman, then you can acknowledge that somebody's black. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like. Actually, we're just going back to, and this is where my love of history comes into it. You knew I was going to say it. You knew I was going to say it because let me tell you something. History is the absolute storyboard for where humanity is and you can balance it on a scale and it makes things seem more sensible when things are feeling overwhelming and out of control like my mom you talk to her we're in the end of days and i'm like settle the fuck down (laughs) no we're not close to the end of days the world's not on it's about to collapse you know you need to get some perspective ma'am trust me your ancestors are looking I at I love when people who ain't opened a book in 26 years. And not even won't even try to bring I a book or knowledge to the argument. Say something. If I if I acknowledge her, like, girl, shut up. It's just more like if you're going to bring the conversation up to me, don't say it all skeptically, like I'm coming <laughs> off of some shit I made up. <laughs> I, mean, I just like the same thing I explained to her about the Spanish flu because she was like this is the worst thing that I'm nah bitch nah, not. didn't you hear about when half of Europe died it made its all way even to Africa you heard about the bubonic plague you ain't heard that you ain't heard that no this is not the worst okay was it Ebola, malaria man, malaria. malaria was fucking was up, fucking up everybody because mosquitoes were everywhere they don't talk about how fucking infested mosquitoes were used to be just everywhere but then they go well science ain't real you know I'm a skeptical about science well how the fuck do you think we got rid of malaria how do you fuck do you think we're not suffering the bubonic plague? When you're sick and you take that cough medicine, how do you think we came to that conclusion that will help you mm-hmm. not get sick? And it's crazy because my friend is from Kenya and she said that they don't get choices. They like they you gotta you gotta get them vaccines, you gotta mm-hmm. take that medicine, and it's like it's not an option. It's right. not an option because people will dying and you're yeah. dying, your choices is gonna kill my family. Right, like you don't you you take your kid to get this vaccine, or you fucking go to jail. Like you don't have a Life choice. Time. Like th- that's why sometimes I'll be looking at chi- communist co- uh, countries, being like, you know, it's not what I would go down for. But I'm not saying all that shit is wrong either. I mean, we ain't. The only difference is is that we have the illusion that we have options. We really don't. Well, no, we get no, no, we got options. We got fucking options. Like we can go on the internet and look in something and get fifteen different versions of that. Versus you're in Russia, you go on the internet and you get one version of that. And that version is what the government wrote up and allowed for you to have. Right. No, we but have options. It's an illusion because yes, you can, like, we have the option to go online. But if you're not the person making rules and you're not the one with the money, you don't have a choice to change anything. Like, 
our 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 is a fucking fraud i'm not saying i would choose it over you know having just being able to only see what they allow me to see i'm just saying we don't have choices either ours is just is pretend well we okay i get what you're saying because i i'm at your base core i get what exactly what you're saying like our choices are informed by what societal like if we had a choice would we want to go backpacking all around the world and exploring or do i need to have a job to pay these bills so that i can have something later on in life i get what you're saying that in that perspective but i think democracy in itself for me was as sloppy as it fucking is is probably the best society thing we could have come up with that has given us the most options of choice than any system that's came before it. Is it great? Is it perfect? Is it still evolving? Absolutely. Cause it's only fucking a hundred years old. We keep thinking, we keep forgetting how young we are. We are very young on the stage. We haven't went through all the shit. I mean, Europe, their history, what they went through, that was like thousands of years just to come up to the conclusion, maybe we shouldn't kill each other all the time to get our way. That was thousands of years to come to that conclusion, right? Mm-hmm. America just decided we're no longer racist 60 years ago, that maybe we shouldn't hate Black people on the basis of their inferior to us. Granted, that was a Christianized idea that was perpetuated, which is why it's fucked up. And it's still connected and why Christianity needs to go the fuck away. But when you put in those timelines and you wonder why 60 years later we're going, you know, anti-racism, it's still making its way. Yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. We haven't lived long enough in society, in this world, away from slavery when that was, it was 10 times longer generations, hundreds of years of people thinking this way versus a hundred years of people thinking the other way. Mm-hmm. Don't you think we're going to need 200 more years, 300, 400 more years before that changes in why it sucks. A couple of centuries. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, that is why it's your only position in this life to do what's best for you and yours so that you can put out a better legacy so that we get closer to that goal. And mm-hmm. it's not always about, and that's where I, people can miss me with the shit online because everybody wants it right now. And if it ain't happening right now, you ain't doing it right now. You ain't sticking up for it 24 hours a day, every day of the week, unapologetically black, then you ain't black. And that's some bullshit because that's just talking out of your ass and they're not acknowledging right. the fucking ancestors that came before you because they would yeah. be looking at you right now like, fuck you. You don't speak for me. I'm tired and I'm only 40. I'm saying. <laughs> right? Right? We is tired. Like there's so much that we are doing right now that again, go back to the other thing that we're not taking credit for because we keep going after that bigger goal versus right. focusing what we are doing. I, I love the pandemic with the Black Lives Matter. A lot of people say that as a write-off. They, they don't do, have the stickers mm-hmm. up anymore. They act like it was a gimmick. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Only the people that's not paying attention think it's a gimmick. Because it's not trending. Right. That's not, that is not your barometer of the fucking world is whether it's trending on right. Twitter. Black <laughs> Lives Matter is happening in the background because black people are being hired more. Black mm. women are giving more, a little bit more respect in the workplace, depending on where the fuck you work at. But yes, 
things are progressing. Is it going at like the highest place? Hell, we have a black vice president. We had a black president. These are things that didn't happen or wouldn't even been a consideration 200 yeah. years ago. Right. Fast. So you've got to stay in the moment on what you can do versus continuing to think you're going to solve all the shit because you talk loud enough <laughs> on social media that things are just going to be solved. Yeah, I think that's a big uh, a big misconception as well, um, is that social media thing. Because if people feel like they're a lot louder than they actually are mm-hmm. um, on there, or they're, they're being heard somehow because they got, what, a thousand followers? <laughs> it, it's just, it, I mean... <laughs> It's like you, just like you said, I, and I say this to my, um, I say this to my kids all the time, you know, you, you just do your part. You know, you do, you can only control what you can control. You can't control what's going on up, what Susie over there is doing, Bob over there is doing. You control what you can tr- control. You leave your legacy, you, you leave your footprint and eventually we'll get there. You, it might, it won't be in my, like y'all were saying, it's not going to be in our generation. It's not going to be in the next generation. It's going to be 100 years from now that we see the effects of what is going on today. Right. Just like the civil rights. Like that exactly. was a error. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and, and like we're still fighting for some of the same things, but we have it better than they did. Than they did. Right. We ain't getting, you can't just, and that's the sad thing. Like we're seeing people getting shot. But honestly, if someone came to my home, dragged me out of my home and started beating me in the middle of the street, Someone's gonna give a fuck, right? Versus even, even if after after I'm gone, it it you know, it's someone's going to-, to give a fuck, and it's going to find a platform, and it's going to be a certain even if it's in the raw, it's something to be used for. Versus mm-hmm. people got lynched like ridiculous, and most and of their names cared. was never even recorded to history. Yeah, right. You know, my, I know when my dad is from North Carolina. He was born in 1956, and one of his brothers got fucking murdered for some girl like his they're all very athletic very tall slim attractive men Um, fucking with like some girl some white girl thought he was attractive no he he was fucking lynched murdered that happened to him and fucking too like my my grandma lost her son and that was the end of it nobody ever got convicted about it nothing Mm -hmm. like you know what i'm saying if that happened now it would be a problem it might not be immediate but with the right attention, somebody's going to at least be held accountable. Yeah. Whether it's a police officer. Oh, no, they're the searching police. it out now. Shit. You can't right. not turn on the news and not find out someone right. who's being right. done. They're making it a point. Right. There's no way that it would be ignored right now. And back then, it happened, like you said, you could, they could come in your house just off a rumor. Pull you Did out. You move your camera you- somewhere? Because you're like, you talk, they're okay. I can't hear you now. No, you're kind of muted. Do you hear Shai? Okay, now I can hear you. I didn't say anything. No, you were talking as you were talking, like it was like your mic had went out a little bit. Yeah. I didn't do nothing, so I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) like you said, it's just it's it's a different time. And I I I always tell Derek the same thing. Like, um, I I I've tried to get better at trying to educate you know, people, but I tell my son, like, it's technically not your job 
You know, if someone is trying to touch your hair and you want to like be friends with them and you don't like it, you have the right to tell it's your body. Don't let them do that. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not a freaking, you're not like somebody's puppy. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, it's hair, you know, it's, I don't understand why it's such a big deal, but if you want them to touch, to, to, to know better, you got to educate them. Otherwise you, it's not your job. Say don't touch me. And it could be the end of that. And if you want to be passive aggressive with it, just be like, you know, what's your, what's your, what's your email? I want to send you something. What do you want to send me? <laughs> this, uh, this, this is about five minute mm-hmm. videos about, um, American zoos. And I think after you watch it, you might have a better understanding of why I don't like to have my hair touched. And if that person walks away and don't understand after that, then fuck them. And you were not meant to be friends anyway. I mean, I think most people went, I'm not even kidding you people. And I fucking hate, I don't know why white people love touching our hair. I have no clue. And maybe in part of it, I will say a little bit, there's this like, um, they think they're being ad, they're being flattery. And I think in their yeah. mind, they really think they're being flat. They're just like, oh, that really looks cute. I want to touch it. And they don't understand. I'm not a pet. I, I get you find this attractive. Cool. That's a compliment. But when you put your hands on me, you then take ownership of something that is mine. And right. they don't get it. They think they're still paying that compliment. And then I had so many people. I'm like, and, and again, this one friend, he's he likes to call himself very pro-black. He had no idea about American zoos. He said, I used to touch my friend's cornrows all the fucking time because I thought they were really cool cornrows. He said, I watched that shit. I went around and apologized to every black person <laughs> ever touched their hair because and even if they never, and he's like, the funny thing, they they never told me, don't do that. They never had a problem. It never seemed that he had the problem. It's like, because most people ain't going to tell you. Some people don't tell you. Now, the, like what you're saying to your son is correct. You need to, sometimes you got to tell them. You just got to tell them. Like, no, I ain't going to let that slide. I ain't going to think it's okay. Hey, it's not okay to touch me on my hair. If you need me to explain why, I can give you the reason why. If you don't yeah. respect that, then that, apparently we are not meant to be. Right. That's it. <laughs> and, but, it and it blows my mind because, like, you see, like, a white girl who has, like, multicolored hair that nobody going, oh, I like your no. hair. It's the end. And then you keep going. No, it's fucking lights up in that bitch. Like you don't go touch her hair. Why do you want to touch mine? (laughs) You know, see now. This is why we can't. I can't grease it. Yeah, we can't. Why did you go there? You know they don't put grease in their hair. They should be dry as hell. I'm like, damn, Uh, put some grease up in there. Yeah, dude, that's that's something we can pass on to them. They need to put lotion on and grease in their hair. And um, and then maybe they won't have the lights problem because everybody is still there acting like, why don't y'all got lights, bitch? It's not a, it's not a mystery. It's grease. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't got no magical voodoo on our hair. <laughs> it's grease. You have the same access to this product. Why you're choosing not to do it? I have no idea. It seems to be better than putting lights medicine in all of your kids' hair. I don't know. That's just me using logic. Not even kidding. I, I have a, that. That was a problem growing up. Is those kids with lice and they still around? I'm like, I, I don't understand. I, did, I still get emails. Well, I, not so much in middle school, but when Derek was in elementary school, I used to get a, like the email, the lice alert emails all the time. Like, is it the same kid? Y'all need to expel them because clearly their parents is not. <laughs> or, like I said, just throw some grease in there. But like, look, maybe you were not informed. Um, that this is not a rite of passage for white children. 
and there is this thing that can prevent this. You know, it, it even has a nice uh, little smell to it, you know, so it'll attract the ladies uh, or men, whatever, little boys. Grease the fucking scalp, okay? It's not. <laughs> I don't think they have to, though. They don't. They do the same thing. Like, and I really didn't know until Bo Burr told me. He was like, yeah, they just, they don't put together two and two, especially if black people do it. It's just, they feel like there's something just we just do. It's like, no, lotion is universal. It has no label that says African use only. It <laughs> can go on your skin. And then, no, you won't feel like you're itchy in the summer yeah, and need to change a towel. You'll just be fine. <laughs> and he said it too. He's like, I was 30 something years old. And that's when I dated a black woman. It's the first time I was ever told that lotion will solve my problem. And it, it's crazy. I, Cause there was this trend on TikTok. I don't know. Maybe it was probably at the beginning of the year where I can't remember what they, so they renamed it. I don't know what it was. It was a bunch of white people, a bunch of white kids were basically where they, they decided to, to use baby, like baby oil, any kind of oil and lotion on their whole body. And there was black people in the comments, <laughs> like, you mean just putting on body lotions? Like, you, <laughs> you know, that's not new, right? It's like, y'all really, someone said, you, are you guys really colonizing body lotion? <laughs> y'all are like, that's, that's, that's the kind of shit you be. You be like, dude, come on now. You got to hang out. This, that's what his point was. You got to hang out with people. You got to, we got to exchange information that other people won't know. We used to do that back in the day, didn't they? Like going to different, like exchanging, like. Oh yeah, exactly. Like that's why they were so, that, oh, that's what I was making the point about earlier. Cause I just did a thing for you for the ancient civilizations about how much we do back when we didn't have none of this shit and we figured it out. And then what took it away was people being like, nah, I don't think, I don't think that's going to work for us. <laughs> like, what? We know so much shit. And then we just choose whether it's valuable to us based on possibly even where it came from like we don't give people credit where credit is due um you know and apparently we we learned how to fry chicken from the koreans we heard no. about this no the koreans <laughs> learned how to fry chicken from us I saw, this is going back I, and forth <laughs> i no, i saw i remember seeing this thing where this lady this it was a i don't know what it was like a some type of cooking show and they were like korean have the best fried chicken and the the guy was like you know why right and then she was like what do you mean because when the i don't know whenever like the african-american black mm -hmm. soldiers went to korea for whatever war for we were world fighting, war two world war two they taught them how to fry chicken. And she just sat there blinking, looking stupid. Like, I know y'all ain't think y'all came up with that shit. Yeah. I now, mean, I got another story for you that goes back longer than that about when the Chinese emperor came to Swahili in the BCE times and was learning about each other's cultures and was exchanging ideas. So I love that because you got two to uh, stories, both of them maybe right, maybe not right I don't know, it's forever, I don't know that me <laughs> probable, 
whatever the case may have been, is the idea that these two cultures came together, saw something they liked about each other, and was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to come together over our love of fucking chicken, and we're going to fry this shit, because Korean chicken <laughs> is fucking fire. Let me tell you something. That is some good ass chicken. They fry better than us. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At least from what I've had. I've never had Korean. I've never had had Chinese fried chicken in London. Yeah, I've had Chinese fried chicken. Oh my god, and that's Korean fried chicken. And I'm being real with you. If I went to a Korean restaurant and saw fried chicken, I wouldn't get it. And I don't. I Uh just wouldn't assume it was gonna be good. Yeah. I would no, get I had heard good things and I tried it and I was like, shit, what the fuck to do to this chicken? This is good. <laughs> I'm going to have to try it out. You season their food well. So, I mean, all it takes, it's not hard to make fried chicken. Just season it and put some fucking flour in it. I'm telling you, it's a like, crispiness you can put on to certain chicken though. Maybe I'm just a chicken connoisseur, but I... <laughs> and, but I also I think that think have you ever been to the south and gotten southern fried chicken? And that's because what I said. From my area, I did clarify that. Right. I said from my yeah, area. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't use Ohio fried chicken. I'm only using it. my experience. I can only speak I'm for myself. Okay. Don't use the Korean chicken. And when you go, when we go visit Shy, let's go to a restaurant in Atlanta. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But it has make- to be a restaurant that's been open for at least 20 years. That's, it has to be at least twenty. Mm, mm. Otherwise, we're not gonna go there because yeah, restaurants. No, that means yeah. When you've been for twenty years, you're doing something right. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know. I watch Gordon Ramsay and some of them twenty year restaurants. I'm like, why the fuck do people come here? Oh, because they be nasty oh, as hell. Restaurant <laughs> area. I guess I think so because some of them like, how the fuck does anyone come here? This food don't even look good, and they be literally having regulars. I'm like. Yeah. You just don't cook it home? What? Right. What? Um, that's usually what the case is. <laughs> back to my thing back in time, because I keep missing this point and I keep going back to it and I keep missing it, is how much we figured it out and then we fucked it up and now we're trying so desperately to get back to the utopia that we'll never get back to because we fucked it up. There was a time where gender was not a thing. You fuck boys, you fuck girls. It was about who was dominant, who was submissive. It didn't matter if you was a girl, it didn't matter if the boy, didn't want to, if you put in a wig, it didn't matter if you castrated. We didn't give a fuck. We did not give a fuck. Whoever you fucked is whoever you fucked. Uh, so that's the sexuality thing. That's the gender thing. There, there was cross dresses plenty of times in the past. Uh, there was war, uh, no war. There was a kingdom that survived, the earliest kingdom, one of the earliest kingdoms. Um, Went 300 years without war, never even made weapons, um, which is why they no longer existed. <laughs> but we were at a point in civilization where we had a utopia and we are now more further from that utopia than we ever will be. And I don't think we're ever going to go back to that place, um, which is sad. But some of the things we are starting to go back to the basic rights of, which is race, religion, um, because remember, religion used to be polyistic. It didn't wasn't Christian uh, or one God. It was probably it was whoever you worship. We don't give a fuck. No one gives a fuck. We're all worshiping different people. You come over here. Oh, I like your God. I'm gonna add them to my gods. That's how people cho- handled religious warfare. It's like you know, I don't like that guy. That guy, but he, he can roll with me. And that was it. And then they went their ways. And then somewhere, somewhere, uh our primordial instincts kicked in and we was like, 
nah. <laughs> There's <laughs> a it. lot out there. Nah. Um, and because if you watch apes too, man, apes will man, watching apes will fuck up your life because they're so humanistic, it's terrifying. But I, I've seen enough of those like just snippet videos to know that that's oh true. my god, they, the way uh, they are humans, they you can see why we have a, an ancestral DNA thing, the way they even operate. It's about a small group of privileged people. And then there's the rest of the troop that are followers to the pack leaders. <laughs> Does that not sound familiar right now? We're still very tribal to the pack leaders. What do they do all day, those pack leaders? When they go around just fucking with people, they scare people to keep them in line to keep them following, to make sure their position and not only their position, their family position, their lineage continues on in that rank, that hierarchy. So the Mm -hmm. hierarchy exists, exists. And then that hierarchy is kept with what? Violence, uh, favor. You know, I'm about to go, uh, we going to go out and hunt. Now, apes are not um, meat eaters, not by nature. They can survive in the plant with plants, vegetables, whatever. Not vegetables, but you know what I mean. However, what they do for fun is hunt monkeys, particularly baby monkeys. They go, they kill the monkeys, and then what they do is they split this kill between the favorite people. So you're either in the favorite group or you're not in the favorite group. Then whoever gets favored, they'll usually try to challenge the person. Everyone can stay in power, but it's only a four to six year power. What does that sound like? Our presidency. Four to six years, rotating power shifts in the group. We are not out of our primordial mental space. And until we do, and I don't think it's going to be because that's just in our fucking DNA. We will never get back to that utopia. So everybody talking about that shit may need to start realizing and coming to that conclusion. And then maybe you can Mm -hmm. focus on the problems that we have right now. Because I feel like everybody is going after so much that is not even not even what a human is in a sense like we glorify ourselves like we're so much better but we're not we are very basic creatures that's why i made the joke of if aliens ever came here what they're gonna do see is eat shit and fight (laughs) and fuck that's it that's it we may have come up with all these conveniences and stuff but that's just to help us out just to make sure we get to live a little bit longer is nothing, I don't know what's the word, inspirational in the sense of we doing something that's actually going to benefit anything other than our own selves. So we are selfish by nature. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've been talking a lot on a, on a philosophical shit because I just took a hit of that blunt. But <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> so I, I have talk nothing- about philosophy. But I, I do agree, like it does, it, I mean, it makes sense. I always see similarities between apes and humans all the time, even when it comes down to like facial expressions. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Those babies are so cute. They're so cute. They're so bad. <laughs> oh, monkeys also have the same hierarchy of succession. They're vicious as fuck too. And they don't, they don't hunt other animals, but they, have, they, have some, they, have some, they can be very... <laughs> 
Very I mean, vicious. It, it just, it's very surprising to me when I see it in animals, that same instinct that we have. And it's for the same exact shit. It's like, I, you have I, that. I, I, I feel like animals are evolving and it, it clearly won't it's not going to happen I would say in my lifetime Derek's lifetime but I always I think in the next couple years like couple centuries it will like the whole planet of the apes I don't think it'll be just apes I think that it's all animals <laughs> they're gonna be like we got we guys we gotta it's gonna be elephants they're gonna get together and be like we gotta get rid of these humans because they fucking shit up and they're gonna take us out <laughs> And I'm saying, and, and it's what we deserve. If we had our time, everybody thinks like, you know, we had our time. <laughs> dinosaurs don't, you know, they they went extinct. You know who's been here longer than dinosaurs? Sharks. They probably was like these motherfuckers oh, fucking up. Oh, talk, talk about the fish. Talk about the sea. That's shit. Like, we don't, what the hell is down there? Like the animals. Got the idea. Sea, be like, Let's just flood these bitches out and take over. And then we just ain't going to be here no more. <laughs> Yeah, everybody laughing when I say it, but it's like I I think it's a reason that dinosaurs don't exist. They because of a know, meteor. <laughs> a meteor came out the sky and destroyed the, the earth. earth. Was like, come here, meteor. I need you to fuck these these animals up and get them the fuck out of here because they fucking up my planet. Meteor, okay, I got you. Then they're dead. I, you know what? It's so weird because that is one of the things that my mom asked me a question about. Though she's like, "Do you really think dinosaurs ran the earth?" I'm like, "What the fuck you mean? Do I really think there's evidence?" I was gonna say she didn't know that there's like <laughs> no, she doesn't think that there's evidence, evidence that there's dinosaurs was ever dinosaurs on the planet. That's what I mean. Like we be going back to the fuckwords. No, <sighs> girl. I told you, I can't, I love my family, but they're not, there are, they're not bad people because I need to stop, I need them to start making distinctions between bad people, good people, ignorant people, because I, I throw them all together and it's not fair, but uneducated, uneducated, uneducated and unwilling to be educated. Those mm-hmm. are the type of people that's like, you know what? I'm comfortable at my level of what I believe reality is, and I cannot function. It reminds me of Westworld. Is it you know what? A, a flat earther. <laughs> she ain't mentioned that shit to me. Um, but it does remind me of Westworld when that chick was like, <laughs> you know what? I could get reality. I could figure out what the fuck is going on, but I would rather, even though I know that clearly there's something to what you're saying, I would rather stay in my comfort zone. Because that's where I'm happiest. And that is, uh, that is such a, in my philosophical mind, a kick-ass. Right. Ignorant can be blissful. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The people feel like ignorance is a certain bliss. And when you think about it, look at all the psychologists that, that test it all. Nietzsche, Friedman, all of them. Psychotic. Went to mental wards. Killed themselves. It's not easy being a consistent thinker, you have anxiety, depression. When you're starting to formulate all that shit in the picture, get yeah, you get to start feeling. <laughs> That's not a comfortable feeling because you're now stuck with the burden of knowing more than. And yeah, I would love to go back, but I also have to go forward because that to me is my religion, is the full appreciation of what it means to be alive which means taking advantage of every bit of that experience so that I have the most wholesome experience, 
That is my religion mm-hmm. that I choose to adhere to. And that means I have to be informed, whatever that information is. So I think when, and I'm a huge Nietzsche fan right now, even though he was fully, highly sexist. <laughs> and there's a lot of things people are like, well, I don't like Nietzsche because he was sexist. I'm like, that doesn't mean he has shit to say. That wasn't valid because he was, a lot of people were sexist, okay? <laughs> like, I feel like it was probably a lot of, like most 99% of men back then. It's not even, they, you know, most people do weird shit. I mean, most people can be serial killers and great parents. <laughs> I think there are some women who are misogynist. So I feel like that was probably right? just. There were some women who really did not think. They was like, no, this is how we're supposed to be. But then think about them. That's probably generational trauma. They used to put women in fucking, if you talk back, they put you in a steel cage trap when you had your tongue thing. I mean, I think after generations of that, you might just say, you know what, I'm just going to go with what the man says and support that. Um, so it's like everything is if everything is generationally put down and it takes, it really does take a lot to be away from the crowd. A lot of people don't choose introversion. They choose extroversion. And we know that because we live in an extroverted society. 80%, there's no value for introverted people. And yet they're probably the smartest people and even so, probably the people that are at the top, they're not extroverts. That's why I don't see their ass. <laughs> they're not mm-hmm. here for, they live in their own type of constructive reality that has a different moralistical system, moralistic system than we'll ever even get. But me even, and where I'm at in my little tiny bit of the world, my family, I'm a leper. I fucking show up and oh, let me tell you about this thing. Cause I was kind of pissed, but I wasn't, I went to my sister's birthday party. Uh, cause she's born on July the 4th. Uh, and it was at my other sister's house. Ashley just got dang. I said her name. She ain't gonna listen to this. She just got out of rehab. <laughs> she just got out of rehab and everybody's very excited for her getting out of rehab. I don't, I'm not. And this is cause I love her children. I love her son. Uh, so I care more about her son than I ever will care about her. And that's just how it is. She's not shown me to be a person that, even from the time we were young, my sister was not a nice person. I think everybody set it aside, you know, but technically all the things that's happened is it really not because she got caught up in drugs. It's because she was a selfish person. And then reality came in and she didn't want to do for herself. And it was easier to smoke a pipe than it was to be responsible. And mm-hmm. she didn't have no bad run. Okay, oh, we were, you know, dad was abusive. Da, 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 da. Okay, we all came out of that. We mm-hmm. all, a lot of people are even more abused and they don't turn to that. That's, it could be a reason, but it's not an excuse. And so I show up on a, this party and the only thing she's been doing is taking photos of herself dressed up on Facebook. And I'm like, that's not, that's not conducive. Getting out <laughs> of, of, of a place where you need to be isolated from people and then trying to get whatever. I could go into that for years. The whole point is I showed up and my brother in the pool, the first day I was like, oh, hey, London. Hey, London. They all hey, London. But they're not saying it in a way. It's like, oh, you went to London. They're saying it in a way of, she's a bougie bitch. And I can hear it. I can hear it. They don't think I can hear it. But I'm very good at it by, by now. They, they don't know I've become a pro at understanding every little thing, microaggression behind everything they say. And the fact that they kept saying it, it was everybody. Oh, hey, London. Hey, London. Like, uh, I went to Washington. 
I've been to New York. Why is it? Oh, because I've been somewhere you will never be. So now I'm other. I walk past, I came in and I was wearing this dress. I had my hair looking nice like this. My first thing my brother do is take a gun and shoot water right in my face. I looked too nice for that party. Because when I showed up, no one was dressed up. I didn't think I was that dressed up. I was just putting myself together because I don't go out that often. But in their mind, this bitch thinks she's better. Let me put her back down there. The only person that even said or thought something was wrong with that was her, his uh, girlfriend who was like, he's a fucking asshole. Like, I, I wasn't even mad about it. I said, oh, okay. You know, good fun. Putting down the earth. I'm used to this by now. I'm so used to my family. When I show up, I'm not pretending. But like she just kept saying, like she was madder than I was over the incident because she was just like, you, everybody knows a black woman's hair, getting it together. You don't just fucking just throw water on somebody. You knew I didn't show up to get in the fucking pool. You yeah. knew I, that was never going my agenda. It was not funny. You over there laughing. My mom didn't say anything, but nobody said anything. I just sat there and for a minute I wanted to go off. And then I was like, you know what? There's children around. Let's just whatever. I'll redo my hair. I'm not going to, you know, this is what he wants. His idea of fun. Sure. But deep down, she fully understood. She couldn't even, she's like, that was rude because you have to go to work tomorrow and you might need to be on camera. Now you can't be on camera. You got to spend your next four hours doing your hair because he wanted to be an asshole and put you down a peg. But my sister also (laughs) tell me why this child because um, Bobby is there, which is the baby daddy of the, the little boy. And um, these two are drug heads together, mind you. So being together after rehab, you know, perfect combination for, for, for staying sober. Um, she running around in a fucking bra and her panties in the yard. Her son is 12 years old. And she keeps oh. grabbing this little boy, putting him right here to my, come here, give me a hug. And eventually I said, your titties are out and he's a teen hormone child. And everyone laughed. Like, like I said something that was just funny. I'm like, this boy is confused. You are a stranger. You're not his mother because you haven't mothered him. And all he's seeing is your titties up in his face. He's running from you because he's uncomfortable and none of y'all are even checked into that fucking fact. No one cares about the impact they have on the kids around them. And that shit is really irritating to me. And I don't even know where I started with this rant, but that's where I'm going to leave it. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got to say. I'm just, I'm so sick and tired of people just being so, but, but that's what I mean by the leper thing. I am not considered one of them. I'm considered something that just came from them, you know, because, ooh, she's educated. Ooh, she's got a good job. Ooh, she's everything that you're supposed to be that your mama taught you to be. Technically, didn't you tell me to grow up and be educated, be your own person, be this, that, the minute you are and you no longer can relate to them on their level because that's where they want to meet you. They don't want to rise to your level. They want you to come down to theirs. And the minute you even start, they feel like they're you're judging them. It's like I'm not. And then and that's why I shut the door. Yeah. 
But you know, I I've come like a like a long time ago. Like I remember, I don't know when this like epiphany came to me, but like I remember um, it happened when I was going to work. My mom called me for something. I was like, I don't have time to talk. Um, I'm headed to work, and it was just her like calling just to belittle me. Like it was just unnecessary ranting. Like what was the point of this phone call? you couldn't call me later to do this. Like I literally told you I'm out, I'm headed out the door. I'm thinking this is important because you're calling me right now. So I answered the phone. And it was at that moment, I remember saying to her, you know what? I am no longer a child. You're calling me on my phone. You're not going to call me in a house that I pay bills on a car that I drive, that I pay bills on, on a network that I'm paying for to just, just treat me like trash. I was like, if you don't have nothing to say, don't call me no more. Like, and I hung up the phone. And before that, like, hanging up on your mother, you know, is an absolute no-no. Mm-hmm. And I, I, would ne- I would never allow Derek to do that to me, but I would also never disrespect Derek for absolutely no reason. Even when he does something wrong, I'm not fucking disrespectful. And I remember saying, this relationship is fucking toxic. So now I got to go to work mad as fuck. Mm-hmm. And this is not okay. And I remember thinking, like, if, if this relationship, if my mom treating me like this was like a guy, People would tell me, oh, you need to leave him. That relationship is toxic. He disrespects you. He doesn't care about you. He can't love you if you treat like this. So why should it that relationship, because she's my mom, be any different? This is this is not okay. And I remember I didn't talk to her for like a year or two after that. Because it's like you have you don't call me with anything productive. You don't even call to say I miss you. I'm just checking in on you like a normal mom would. You call me to be rude and disrespectful. I remember her, like the last thing she said to me after I blocked before I blocked her was something like Oh, I Googled how much money a nurse makes. So you should, you should have enough money to pay my bills. You didn't help me get this degree. You didn't, you didn't help me get in college. You didn't pay for anything. You actually made it harder for me to do things because you were, she was like, take like stealing things from me, putting things in in my name, making my life harder. So just because you gave birth to me, I'm supposed to respect you and pay your bills. Like who says stuff like as a mom, that's a black indoctrination, my, my though. My job is to take care of Derek. And I feel like when the way that I'm taking care of him, when he gets older, he's going to want to take care of me because I did it for him. You didn't do that. <laughs> so why should I take care of you? And why should my money be yours? Like, that don't even fucking make sense. And, you and I try and I, that, especially since you're older. And I'm not throwing it out there to throw shade, but just coming from, you know, a little bit more experience. Why is it out there where it feels as if particularly black women and their black daughters, that there is an adherence that you have to give to the family? Like you are not meant to have your own individual success. You are meant to put everyone else on the train that you're driving because that's what you're supposed to do. And to do otherwise is, is to not be a family member or to be against why why are we judged for this and and just just a little addition and it's not even that you're like gonna help make them successful too you're supposed to literally be th- their support like they're not gonna mm-hmm. do anything you just have to take care of them that's the mm-hmm. thing that makes me mad like why how is that you my know, job <laughs> you know I, I listen to you you both and yeah y'all have talked about this stuff in the the past as well and i mean i'll I mean, I, it's just not my experience. And so it's kind of hard for me to hear you guys talk about these things um, because it's not my experience. It's not my relationship with my mother. 
Um, and so, <laughs> but I do see it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's a general, it's a, just a generational thing. It's something that, I mean, it's a, a black folks thing and it's a generational thing. I think I've talked about this with a friend of mine, um, because he, because uh, it's not even just daughters, it's just um, parent. I mean, th that generation and how they relate to, uh, or the older generation and, and how they relate to the next and the next and the next. And because he was talking about uh, how his mom, I mean, it's just similar stuff to just because they have a toxic type relationship as well. And so she would say stuff like what you were talking about, me. Um, just, just, just little passive aggressive things. Um, because he, he invested early. I mean, uh, this, this, this is the person I'm going to visit when I go to Chicago, mm -hmm. but <laughs> he invested early in life. Like he bought his first house. So he's financially independent right now. And so he doesn't have to work and he's, I mean, he's young. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's in his, oh. um, mid fifties, you know, for, you know, mm -hmm. um, he doesn't need to work. So he's not working. Um, and so his mom just, would just say stuff, um, about, you know, why just like try to make him feel bad for it. I'm like, he's like, I don't need to work. Like what, when did that become a bad thing that I don't need to work? But the struggle, making, you have right, to struggle, struggle to be. Yes. It's like, but I've made these great decisions throughout my mm -hmm. life to where I am. I, it's an option for me. I'm sorry that when you were my age, you still had to do <laughs> That's this. That's what it is, ain't it? Right. Taking out their fucking emotional baggage Emotion. on their children. Right. And it's like, I don't know why that, it, I mean, I mean, other than that, it's just, we. Do I've never it, been jealous of my daughter. Me, me it's, neither. I, I feel I, like I tried. We when see that's the thing. See, but here's the thing though. And I'm I'm just gonna say it. I mean, y'all said it, and I'm just gonna say it again. It's education. I mean, because you're educated, you're you're open-minded, you're willing to learn, you're willing to grow as people. And so that's an advantage. Whereas our the older generation, they're more set in their ways. They don't want to move from whatever position that they're in. And so with that being the case, they can't relate to you. They can't relate to someone that's about something that's about being more. Um, and instead of, I don't know, I forget which, I think it was you, Mimi, or maybe it was you, Christina, instead of going, like rising above, they're trying to pull us down, and it's and it's and it's it's constant. It's our culture, and we have to break out of that. And so we are, we are like you're breaking out of it with your daughter. You're breaking out of it with your son. I'm breaking out of it with my um, children. I am. I'm like do better than me. Be more successful than me. I mean, I wish, I pray. I was like, I need you, I need y'all to allow me to retire. Like, please. Facts. Don't do call my ass. Like, I want yes. you to be, I want you to set up to the fact that you don't call my number because you got it. You got, you got it. it. I'm like, you, you have to move back tonight. Move back in my house. You know, exactly. Shit, I want to be done when I'm done with you. I want you to. <laughs> 
want it's you to so go good. on and exceed. And when I'm but ready to have thing. my diapers, you can, you can wipe my ass. Exactly. And that's, to me, that comes with education and knowledge and all that stuff and a better understanding, just like even finances. Like I did not, I mean, I did not know about finances until Shit. I was in my twenties. Um, and even she then, it, it didn't I, I just, I, until I, my thirties. And I was so, say, it's yeah, hard. it's a, it's a, don't teach that shit. But no. what are you doing now? I'm sure y'all are teaching, you know, talking yes. to your kids mm -hmm. about it. So mm -hmm. by the time they're 18, just like, um, you know, my kids, they're more educated than I was at 18, seven, you know, all that, those, those younger ages, because I'm teaching, I'm telling them things, I'm better preparing them. So I don't know. I mean, it's just, a, I, it's, I think it's a generational thing. It's a, it's a culture thing that we have to break out of. But then people take it. I don't even, and I, I told you get what you mean. Um, and I love when comics do it because they always bring up really good points, but they make it into a punchline. Mm -hmm. I think Trevor Noah did it really well when he said, you know, I wanted to be African-American more than anything. Um, but I didn't realize that being African-American, you need to fit into what they want you to be as African-American. Yeah. It's, it's not really just in a love and appreciation for the culture. There's a lot of things that you are expected to be. You're expected to be Christian. You're expected to be homophobic in a lot of cultures that are African-American. You're expected yeah. not to. I mean, that's what my mom's like. Oh, yeah, she's a hippie <laughs> because I don't judge people. Cause I'm like, if you want to fuck another man, you want to fuck. And then she hates when I just literally give her a straight point. She's like, I don't want to see two men kissing women. I don't want to see two a man and a woman kissing each other. But I got to every time. Right. I this is the this is the norm you made me. Why is that? They all right. fucking is what I'm saying. Right. Why is it bothering you? Why Why don't you just turn off the television? But then they, open. and then it, then yeah. the minute you say that, you make that point. They turn around and they find the other friends and talk nothing but shit about your point and how you are wrong. And then, then they flip that shit on the social media. So then when you get those great people like Stacey Abrams, that one lady who was the first black, uh, I can't even remember her name right now. Shit, fuck. But she had Good a white job. husband. But because she had a white husband, she was disqualified. We can't have her because she ain't representing the black Christian idea of what we want for African Americans. And that's that's like that's really holding us back too because you want yeah, for the sure. memes in this in us to teach our generation to come out of the same oppression and system because if my system tells me i have to be homophobic then i don't want to be part of that system right right me because neither. that's not who i am and then my mother's and that's the thing those we respect we give so much respect to their side because we are respectful as people and it, we do it for us <laughs> But we yeah. have to deal with so much disrespect on our end. My mother gonna call me after my cousin passed away. Now I've made it very much a point. I don't belittle it. I don't shove it in people's faces. I'm not a Christian. I don't believe in God. I don't believe in heaven and hell. I don't. I don't subscribe to these notions. Every time something happens, my cousin passed away. I didn't know him very well, but it's sad that he passed away because he's 19 and his dad passed away two years ago. So it's just a cycle of sadness. His little brother has a disease that he's not going to make it to his 18th birthday. And all of this is just sad to me. I'm thinking about, man, life is precious. 
You got to really enjoy. You got to love the people you got to love. You know, you got to really make every day about living and being happy and trying to not go to bed angry, so on and so forth. My mother's response to this is you better get right with God. Am I supposed to be afraid? What? Wait, because I'm not right. What did, what did I do that I'm wrong with God? What am I doing? Am I murdering people? Am I killing people? Am I lying to people? Am I, what am I doing that I'm not, because I don't acknowledge God? I am now all this, that you need to keep threatening me with the idea of you didn't, you better get right with God. Lou, I'm not even being funny, but if I have to see y'all asses in the afterlife, I ain't going to be fucking be happy. I'm going to have a problem with God. Like, shit, I didn't sign up for this shit. I tried to get the fuck away from you in human life, and I'm dealing with y'all. So you best believe I ain't trying to meet you no fucking where. I love you. You're my family, but you is not my people. You're not my people. And people have a really hard time breaking away from that because it's against the norm. Your family's supposed to be the one place to safe haven that no matter what, blood's thicker than water. Fuck blood. <laughs> blood. Y'all are more my family than my family. Okay? And we ain't related at fucking all. So no, I choose who my family is. Not because we buy blood. If you fuck up too much, I don't acknowledge. I might see my brother around. I'll talk to my brother. You a fucking piece of shit. I don't talk to you. You beat women. I don't right. like I don't Straight fucking if you didn't show up here, I wouldn't care. If you're here, I barely, like my mom even said, why don't you never ask them? Because I don't give a fuck. I know that's hard for you to accept because you birthed them motherfuckers, but I don't. I don't have a bond to you. There's nothing here that I want from you and you don't show up, right. don't come over me because all you want is fucking from me. That cute little ass baby, y'all guys, cute little fucking baby. You want me to babysit. I ain't coming to looking for y'all damn baby. Because I know right. that baby going to be without you in about two years. The next one, you got fucking seven kids. They take oh, care of none of them. The current baby mama, the one that was at oh, the party. Oh, yeah, the felon. He got every problem, just his race. Oh, he is a hot mess. I don't, like, that's the thing. You have to be brave enough because it takes courage to to basically give up your support system. If I tell my family to fuck off, that's a huge support system. So if something happens and I'm on a crash... If I don't have my See, family, I feel like that was that's the difference between us. I, I was so used to doing shit by myself because I never had nobody to ask. Oh no, that's no, that's of, yeah. My no. mom the fucking audacity. That's what really made me mad. Like when most people, you know, like I remember a girl telling me a story about like her getting lost. Like this was like before cell phones when you had to print up your you know your map quest directions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she got lost and she had to find a payphone and her her father found her changed her tire i i would have been fucked up had that happened to me i would have had nobody mm-hmm. i i used to just get lost until i figured out where i was like because who who was i gonna call like i could call the most likely they're not gonna answer the phone and they answer the phone even if they acknowledge i was there like they probably be too drunk to even help me That's so I'm, I, I got there it's a hyper independence that i think is probably our like trauma bond with my sisters, why like she was sick. My, my oldest sister was sick for so long and didn't tell us because it's, it's so ingrained in us that there ain't nobody there to help that you mm. just get used to doing shit by yourself. I was fortunate enough to find Darren and he's always been the person since I met him that I would call whenever I needed something. But before him, it was just me. Yeah. And I get and, what and- you're saying there because 
that's that's why that's where I kind of back like because I say I can't stand my family. No, I don't, and I have no problem cooking people out of my life. No, I don't. But my family, whatever I say about them, whatever they say about me, if something fucking happens, all them motherfuckers gonna show up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rather, and that is the bond that keeps us still speaking is the mm-hmm. fact that despite the fact that we are on two different spectrums, there is enough love there, especially for my mom. Like that's given that there's nothing she's not going to do to try to ever be like, oh, you fucking homeless here. You come home. You know, you ain't got to worry about you ain't got to worry about things like that. And I think that is a bit of blessing that I still have, even though I talk shit about them (laughs) because they deserve (laughs) to be talked shit about. That's just how it is. They're not great people in the sense of my people, but they're not evil they're still good enough people that they have a loyalty to those that they feel we had those we, did, we have eventually when we're all kids and we just had if that's for nothing else the remembrance of that connection i think someone mm-hmm. was talking about that in a crime where there's that this family um and it was a definite it was a fucked up case because uh this one guy he killed a white kid he's a black kid he was acting a fucking fool in court he was, he's a piece of shit, but his parent, his mother was up there and she's like, I never knew him. He was only not 18 years old. I never knew him to be like this. And then when the family, the verdict was read, he got life in prison without the possibility of parole done. Now I have a lot of complicated feelings that we are not going to get into this podcast about that particular thing. I think that his behavior in court is why he got life without parole. I think if he had changed his behavior and was remorseful for what he did, but I don't think he was trying to be because he's trying to be someone else. I said, we're not going to talk about that. But the point of it is, is the mom (laughs) had a reaction and she says, I hate you to the other family. And I remember these people are reacting. It's like, she's a fucking bitch. Fuck her. Then I says, no, why didn't her? Cause they say, why didn't the judge yell at her as they, cause they were saying as they was leaving the room. And I says, the one thing you need to understand whether what the fuck happened there was a time that that was her baby. That was right. a time that she didn't know him to be the person he is standing in front of you. She's allowed to mourn that loss. Whether you agree with that outburst or not, I personally wouldn't agree with it, but I know why it happened. And then those people across the thing, you think they're really taking it personally? They're sitting there like, we lost our child and we don't even fucking know why. And this kid is over here and he don't even fucking know why. You can sit there and hate someone when, when people die. You know, it, you can sit there and try to be on your fucking high horse and moral thing, but everybody in that fucking room is usually at a place where you're shocked, especially when it's young people. Right. Because we all know statistically our brains are not even fucking there when especially, we're young. Yep. I and mean, we're not. Don't mean he not even, he, he's probably still underdeveloped too. Underdeveloped. And his mom probably right. Like he probably, this is probably shocking to her too. He probably never... She probably didn't even know he was capable of that. I believe that. Or see that um, side of me. They don't uh, get people hide themselves from me, from the right. people. You're acting away in front of your family and you, then you walk away and you being someone else. And then the person you saw was the real person. And then you saw the other little bitch that always happens out in society. But to not under to be so angry at the outburst in itself is a, is not allowing that person to, to, also mourn it's not just about the family that lost they lost something too they're not getting their kid back and that is that's enough to be warrant 
And I don't think she truly meant I hate you. She's in that moment. She just hates the world because this right. came down on her crashing. And now she's never going to see her child again. Nia is going to be in jail and he's probably never even going to be the child that she knew. That's, that's worth mourning. You got, we are so cruel and so quick to judge people without even thinking what it means to be in that moment, in that situation, or that there is room for empathy at all. True. True. Why, why social media gets on my nerve. I need it though. Cause sometimes that should be hilarious. And I just be needing a lot. She do send me the best shit. Like the person falling. That's how we know we just evil. We like, cause I watched that dude falling <laughs> off that ramp in the wheelchair, like 12 times. That shit was great. Wow. I was like, that's what your ass get looking up in the birds. No, expecting. I, I saw one where this, I don't, I never in my life seen somebody take a wheel like a like a shopping cart and get on an escalator but this old lady <laughs> and of course the the es- like you know it tipped down and she flipped over the fucking shopping cart oh <laughs> no you gotta send me that one <laughs> laughed so hard and i was like i know that old lady fucking broke her hip and i should not be laughing at this shit she probably in the emergency oh, room in right now, but it's funny when it happens you be like oh right. <laughs> and I was like, the thing about it is, it's like I know somebody seen her dumb ass doing that. You know, she old. This is probably the first escalation she ever seen in her old ass life. And y'all should have said something. But it was funny. And it I was, was like, I, it's like she made a decision. She's like, <laughs> hey, hey, is my bones gonna do this or they not gonna do this? I mean, you know your I strength. <laughs> I, I, if you are like eighty and you not rolling around in a wheelchair, just because there's a, I'm looking forward to the moments where I don't have to fucking walk. Like there's. <laughs> You know, because there's some people that are just so fucking lazy where you just, when you see them at Walmart and they get into that thing and they don't need to be in there. But when you're like 70 years old, yeah, I don't fucking feel like walking. I want to get into this, you know, when you have a reason, like, hey, I might break my hip. I'm going to take the kind that you drive. Yes, that you drive around. I don't, I don't get why some people though, when they're old, they act like they're not old. I'm like, nah, embrace that shit. Embrace the IV with the medication that you need and and live your best life. Stop trying to do everything that you shouldn't be because the escalator in the mall is not somewhere I'm going to be at when I'm 70. 70. Not going to fucking be doing that. You best believe someone's coming to my house with groceries when I'm 70 fucking years old. I'm not going to do things in my youth like I'm still in my youth. That's another stupid thing I've seen people doing. Either that or the people that jump out of damn buildings and did, uh, have you seen the new stuff that they they doing now? They not they want to make a a canyon where it's a dinner table and you can have dinner at the top of this huge canyon where there's nothing but cannon below because that's I think oh, no. once you hit a certain level of achievement, you know this is white people, sorry white people, but it is you. When you hit a certain level of achievement, there's you run out of shit to manifest destiny. <laughs> And so no, you start doing I, I, it's people with too much money and needing a reason to spend it. Exactly. That's what I mean. But it's not even it's more like they're all having a dick waving contest of what they can do. That's the scariest or the most thrilling. That's I'm going back to Squid Games because that's another um, good show that talks about reality because that shit is actually true. I didn't know how much that was true until I got to Korea. Oh my God. Um, but no, there are people that have so much money that they're coming up with fucking really bad ways in which to to get some excitement. They say that that's the worst thing you can ever do is get content. 
if you run out of purpose, you then become your own villain story because now you're looking for purpose and you're looking for it in all the ways that are no longer on the, the spectrum of what it means to be human. Like having people come over, not talking about take the pet, they really do be having them doing the fight clubs. Uh, like the one thing we were just, they do got arrested for torturing animals. If I talk about the man that's torturing animals, no one looked at the fucking people who are paying to watch animals be tortured because mm-hmm. this is a happy thing. There are people who are taking their money to invest in the sadistic shit that's in their brain because they have nothing else that's going on. And that is that is probably the scariest place to be. And the scariest thing about wealth, I don't like to ruminate a lot about Because <laughs> that terrifies me. Okay, they have I'm... a whole fucking island. Don't tell me Johnny Depp got an island. What the fuck are you doing with the island? I don't even want to. I mean, people, I remember it was some random patient. He randomly asked me, would you, he was like, what would you do with, he said something like a billion. I was like, like, I don't want a billion dollars. He was like, you wouldn't take, no. I was like, what do I need that kind of money for? I don't, I don't want that kind of money. Never did. I was like, to me, having enough money to where I know, like, I could, like, I could pay off my house, have money set aside for like the taxes every year and make sure my son is able to pay for whatever school he gets in. If he don't get a scholarship, I would be, I, that would be fine with me. Just like I, I, I feel like if I got a lump sum of, of $2 million, I would never need to, like, I would never need nothing else. Like, Girl, you I, know I, half of that $2 million going to the fucking government because this is the only country. $2 million because then I'll end up with one. I thought about that. <laughs> you thought about that? Yes, that's a safe bet. Honestly, people who go after the lottery are probably the most miseducated people ever to, to, man, do we give the government a lot of money just with the lottery alone. Because everyone who's ever won the lottery, almost everyone who's ever won the lottery hated winning the lottery. Especially they if they win more than $50,000. Because it's one, they don't, no one knows how to tell them to manage money. Mm-hmm. No one tells them that oh, you got to pay these taxes and this person, these people, these people, these people. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everybody's coming out the woodworks asking for money. Yep. All of mm-hmm. a sudden, they're coming up with hits to kill you. And mm-hmm. it's supposed to be your family. Women show up. Men show up. Now you don't know who to trust. Now you yeah. got these problems. Everyone I've ever seen to do interviews about winning more than a million dollars or $2 million. <laughs> Usually they kill themselves and they all end up broke because they don't, they don't understand. It's not a happy story. And that's the same thing. I'm like, you're right. I don't want that kind of money. I just, uh, I bring happiness. No money, more problems. Biggie exactly. told y'all. You gotta lose he really did. He really did. <laughs> the only fucking smart thing he's in. More money, more motherfucking okay. problems. I, I just I just want a normal amount like to me like so that I could I could I can gain wealth like that's, mm-hmm. that's like so that I can pass like I feel like to me having a legacy to pass down to Derek and to you know to build generational wealth that's mm-hmm. that's my goal in life I don't want I don't want when like you know because I, I I always think about it like you know just with what's going on with my sister like if my mom passed away tomorrow who's gonna bury her it would be it would be me like she don't got no money she don't got no life insurance policy you know my other sisters uh my little sister just finished she just graduated and just started working 
she's trying to like dig herself out from the hole that she's already in. My oldest sister or my other sister in Virginia, this has the worst taste in men ever. <laughs> she gets that from my mom. So her fucking like she divorced a man, married him again because he made all these promises and now she's worse off than she was. So it's like literally they're the worst. <laughs> who, who would right? Who would be there? Like you know, when people like talk about like when their family passed away and they have a, a will, and then you know what they're gonna inherit. We're gonna inherit fucking debt because my mom. Has- <laughs> I'm my mom's so poor she ain't gonna have debt to clear. It's like she yeah. Go ahead and just write this on off because you ain't getting shit from me. Right. I I just I mean at least like you know some people's parents might have a house and maybe that's all they have, but like you know something like we could sell that and then maybe. Put- Bills. My mom has absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. My it mom was, house, that's only because the bank refused to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? you got a fucked up place when you when the bank is like, you know what? I'll, it's it's, worth it's not even money. worth not anything. Worth this street ain't worth nothing. Anything. It's about to be torn down in about another 12 years. I don't know, but... I was going to say, maybe gentrification will, will help y'all out in the long run. Ain't no run. gentrification. Well, maybe. Maybe. She's about 10 minutes from downtown if it ever sweeps around that saying. area. Right. If about it ever happens to sell land, that might be worth something. I mean, yeah, that might be worth something. It's hers now. Shit, it's needed. So I was like, we keeping that bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were so proud, too. We didn't care who the fuck got it. I was like, somebody go, by and, somebody go in there and clean up the shit. So uh, they just redid her... her um, <laughs> Luckily, she got a brother-in-law who knows what he's doing. He's so good. He just redid her kitchen. So it was looking so nasty. And that's why I told her, I'm like, stop spending money on fucking trips and put money in the thing. Like, invest in your home. You can have a mansion sitting on that fucking, on, on that street. You know, you spent $9,000 to go do this. And that, think about what you could have put in your house. Sat and be, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, we love chasing what everybody else is doing <laughs> and trying to queue up with the Joneses. Cause someone's going on vacation. You best believe my poor and I can't go somewhere. I'm not going. I'm not going. I, I don't like I being on vacation that. and pension pities or looking around and be like, I can't get this or I can't get that or getting mad because you just paid $40 for a meal and it wasn't as good as you thought it was. But you ain't really mad about the meal. You just mad because you spent $40 and you really didn't have it. <laughs> I, I know even just going to Vegas uh, last week, like everything was expensive, whether it was good or not. So I was like, to me, like that was London. I was like, fuck. Like I mean, I I didn't like when we went to Paris. I remember like buying buying stuff and and like being like, what's what's the point of complaining about the price? I'm gonna buy it because I didn't mm-hmm. come all this way. Just, <laughs> okay. yeah. I didn't go all this way because I didn't know how much this shit was. I mean, I'd be investigating that. I told you I was laughing on the Jones because I'm like, how, we gotta investigate when we go in places so you so you ain't surprised about what happens. You, it's like you know, especially if you go somewhere where the US dollar is worth ex- less exactly than it's dollar. obsolete. If you go to Mexico, you be rich as fuck. Exactly, like, you exactly. You go and but then you'll get attention and then you'll probably be put in the car. Anywhere in Europe, you just know your dollar don't mean shit. It don't mean that shit and they expensive as hell. It's so damn expensive. And it was nice. Don't get me wrong, but shit. It's like, damn, they really don't have no value for this dollar up in here. I learned my lesson. Like, cause there, you know, cause I, what I, I realized my, I guess my level of, uh, wealth when I went to Paris, because I walked in a store I ain't never heard of. Never. I was like, Ooh, we saw a nice sweater in the, and they're like, Oh, let's go look. 
tell me why she pull out. She's like, it's like security at the front door. <laughs> I'm like, where the fuck are we? And she showed us this cashmere sweater that was $1,800. This is not oh, my store. Wow. No, oh, I remember Derek was like, ooh, what's that? You better not touch nothing in this motherfucker. you is not going to get me paid $1,800 for cotton, bitch. That's cotton. <laughs> I was like, I was like, we gonna just put our hands in a pocket and slowly walk out this bitch. <laughs> we ain't buying nothing I'm, here. And that's, so that's you, you, you need to learn, you do need to research because that because apparently that that so I don't even remember the name of it, but I was like, that's a very popular. I looked it up after we left. I was like, we ain't had no business going in this motherfucker, no fucking business at all. Mm-mm. We have not that we have not made it that level. We have not. I. If we bought that eighteen hundred dollars sweater, we wouldn't. We would have had to leave immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have no money left. We wouldn't have been mm-hmm. able to get home. Okay, right. it would have been the trip. In the in the spring break trip, and next year we we can't do nothing then either because I'm gonna still be paying the sweater off. Even if I had the money, and I say this now, but I don't know. But I, I honestly think it's true because I'm still in the same mindset as as I and I have gotten from Goodwill to where I'm at right now. I would if I can go to Goodwill. I'm going to Goodwill. If it's a good Goodwill, bitch, I'm going into Goodwill. I'm going to Goodwill nice when I was a kid. I mean, I I have no problem shopping at a grocery like a, like one of those mega stores. We don't have like I don't go to Walmart, but we have a similar store no, here. I go to Goodwill before Walmart. No, I will. I will be on that seventy five percent clearance rack without a motherfucking <laughs> without a problem. Bougie. Anyhow, will <laughs> be at least Adidas or Reebok because I, I I gotta. Least- well, that tells you that you 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 are still higher than me. Then shit. I was, what I'm trying to say is is my ass is still so fucking cheap and poor. I'm like motherfucker. I'm not, I can find some good ass shit up in Goodwill. This like look at this ain't even off the rack before. I like to buy spend my money the for bang for my buck it's the same thing i'm teaching my daughter right now she likes to go to timu come up with fucking 19 things i'm like four of them is socks two is jewelry i'm like there's two outfits here and it's 200 dollars. and you think i should pay this money because it's new and it's cute and it's bitch you know you're going to goodwill first you're gonna see what you're gonna get at goodwill first and then we're gonna see what else you need after go i will spend a hundred dollars on there but you don't need all that because most of it you're gonna grow out of it's more, I am always about, I can't lose my practicality. Even when I go for shoes, I my daughter's laughing at me because I have four pairs of shoes and they all are Skechers and they're just in different colors. She says, why do you have the same shoes? And for, because bitch, if I'm going to spend money on shoes, I'm going to get something that's cheap, comfortable, and I'm going to get it in all the different colors that I needed. And then we're done. I don't need to shop for every other side or the brand name. I don't give a fuck about my shoes because they're walking on the ground it doesn't as long as they go with my outfit i'm good <laughs> i don't <laughs> need all of the things and that and i even have money to spend it and i'm still just cheap I, as I fuck because i'll be on my feet for 13 plus hours a day <laughs> so I, that's different no, I'm, I got it. I'm telling you, I spend money on quality shoes because y'all, I'm not about to get no bunions. My well, you know, I sit in my house, in my room, in my thing, in my pajamas most of the time. Shit, my titties be all out when I be at work. It be cracking me up. I'm like, I really be sitting here going, flicky, flicky my titty. Oh, hello. Thank you for calling with me. Oh, <laughs> I'll be doing the worst shit ever. Fine. Never, you ever have a camera on home, people. You know we ain't need to know that, right? <laughs> well, look, okay. Sometimes the boob is there. Like, Y'all see it in the photos. Sometimes them shit just come out. They be all attention. And they be like, I need some attention. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll flick you, give you some attention. 
that's my relationship with my boobs. Okay. That's why when people sleep on their boobs, I said that's manslaughter because you know they're people and you would just murder them by smothering to death. But no, that's 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 facts though. Please don't go to places and not know shit because it it and I can see the first time that's how I fucked up in London the first time though. I knew some things, but I didn't do nearly as much research as I needed to. And my second trip was more successful <laughs> because I realized where places were like, okay, I need to walk here. How does the Metro work? How's the thing? I don't, you got, we're smarter than the others that go, you know, but <laughs> others, I mean, my Caucasian friends that be oblivious as hell wherever they go and really don't care that they're oblivious as hell and think it's fun and everyone should know that they're oblivious as hell. They give me secondhand embarrassment when we out of town. I just want y'all to know this out there. Every time y'all talk, I see an American, I'm just like, oh, fuck. And you know it's an American. You know it's an American because you can hear them. <laughs> the first thing. And it's usually a complaint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's my right. two cents on that. <laughs> I ain't going to go back down that route because I already cursed them out on that podcast. So we done because we've been going for two and a half hours. I'm hot and sweating. It's all dark where Mimi's at. And it's dark, yeah. I mean, I'm outside. I could turn the light on, but I don't feel like getting up. Shout over <laughs> there. Uh, she had snacks the whole entire I time. She planned this out well. You smart. Plan, I know. She did. She planned it out very well. She had her snacks. She had her popcorn. Since we talked about kids, we didn't even start on kids. We just said, fuck them kids. And that was the conversation. Yeah, we actually did say, fuck them kids. <laughs> That was it. That I saw this premise TikTok where this, this white lady was like, You guys keep saying you think it's the joke. It's not okay to say fuck your kids. And I there was the one time I, I decided to be negative. I got under her thing and was like, I take care of my son, but fuck them kids and you can fuck you too. We is that we is that intellectual warfare right now. Fuck them kids. And and he don't and he don't get what he need and I like treat him like trash. I say fuck them kids because fuck them. You know? I still take care of my son. He understands that I love him and I respect him. That's the same thing when people be like, you can't call your kid a bitch. I'm like, but you acting like a bitch. That's what that's what I would if you were not a child, that's what I would call you. And not, I don't and say I it to your face. That's the I, difference. I say, I say it to his face because he needs to know you're being an asshole. <laughs> oh no, no, no. When my daughter acts like, oh yeah, because she's been acting real funny ever since she got to her daddy house. She be trying to talk major shit because she over there. And I and I'll be mm. simple, I'm like, girl, you know you gotta come back here. Now stop it. Uh, stop yeah, acting exactly. like I don't put my foot down. Stop acting like you got a free life over here. Stop it. She gonna tell me I never clean my room. Really? <laughs> so what you think you do three times a week? What? What are you talking about? Or we'll get the arguments and she starts getting real disrespectful. But she was like, I'm gonna tell you. I'm like, hold, hold on. You're <laughs> taking a tone, and I'm not your friend. Remember, I could be friendly, but I'm not your friend. Always say, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop you right there. I need <laughs> yep. you to rewind. Look me in the face and remember who the fuck you're talking to. <laughs> exactly. Remember who okay. you are, and remember <laughs> the power I wield in your life. Okay, <laughs> and I'm very lenient with that power. Okay, it, you know I'm it, lenient. It'd be funny how they change tunes. You'd be change like, tunes real quick because now she's mad because she got to do them thirty right. minutes of reach. Right, she's so bad. Way sooner than I ever need exactly. you, honey. I'm gonna need you to get it together. 
Shoot, don't bring in something to cover. Look, I just walk in the house with food for me. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You thought you just oh, you automatically get this because I do? No, that was a privilege. And you clearly don't need it because you think that it's not a privilege. You think it's a must. It's a habit. Thank you for wrong. Right. So Thank sad. You I just really be like, fuck them kids. Like, you get on my fucking nerves. All you do is cause me anxiety and fucking talk about my budget. That's all I hear from my daughter is nothing but complaints. Complaints about her life. Everything that needs to be complained about. Daddy don't put no food in here. What you want me to do? <laughs> you know, it's that man's house's rules for the two months you there. You should have prepared for this. You know, every time you go to his house, you got to deal you, with this shit. Don't you drive her? Why she ain't halfway there? Her? She did, but he stole her zebra cakes and ate them. She was pissed off. And she's like, I got to hide my food. I was going to say that she, that's her first mistake was assuming that she could just have them out in the open. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was like, you learned the lesson, but I'm like, well, what you want me to do? She's complaining about everything. So I just want you to listen because you complain about stuff too. I was like, I complain about stuff about that matter. <laughs> <laughs> you are not starving right now. You're saying you're hungry like you're starving. You're not starving. You ate breakfast. You ate lunch. You're just not getting the snacks that you want and the things that you prefer to eat. If I if if somebody ate my zebra cakes, I'd be pissed too. I was There's... pissed about the zebra cakes. I did say, so you gonna eat her zebra cakes? He didn't respond. So I am gonna send her some zebra cakes. Like that's fucked up that you ain't gonna let her eat zebra what cakes. No, nah, I'll just get, gonna... get it off of Amazon and I'll ship it over. You can get zebra cakes from Amazon. Whole Foods. That's that's crazy. They got the Whole Foods thing, girl. I ship everything on it. My life oh, is I, Amazon. I shop at, at Whole Foods, but I didn't know you could do it like that. Damn. Learn something every day. Know. I live on, that's why people be like, every time someone like, where'd you get that? Amazon. You know, I'd be on Amazon all the time. All the time. That's where <laughs> I shop. If I could get, if I thought it was a good idea to get food off of Amazon, I would, but I don't want to. I still need to go through the store, go through those aisles, deal with people. That's our uh, struggle <laughs> every day. I can't <laughs> swear to God. Every time, every time I go in this store, I'm just like, this is the worst fucking experience. We all <laughs> are forced to go through because most of y'all fucking stink. You don't know how to move. You're oblivious. The one person tries to catch yeah. you every single time. Do you pay your electric bill? No, bitch. You're not going to get me. I don't want to talk to you. I'm not about to sign up to you. And then some of them catch you with attitude to my right then I'm like, oh, <laughs> All right, then, dude, I'm trying to mind my business. You didn't need to stop me. And now you go catch your attitude with me because I didn't want to stop and talk to you. My eyeballs clearly said I'm not looking in your direction and you kept talking. <laughs> I can't stand people in Walmart. That's just like it attracts the worst. I should shop yeah. at Target, but I can't. I can't. I can't shop at Walmart. I, I, we already talked about this. I can't. We did already talk about this. I know. I need to come to the other side. I can't. But shit, every time I see that three ninety nine for that uh fucking chicken noodle soup in this one can, fucking three ounces, I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I can't do it. I cannot do it. <laughs> but I, I also get a discount because of Darren. Exactly. So it, it, see, yeah, you got the hookup. <laughs> you got a reason. You got a reason to be in there. So most of gotta get that fifty nine cent soup. <laughs> Because we're trying to spend three ninety nine. I don't know if you are aware of this, but if sometimes because of the cheaper price is not the exact same can of soup. Nah, it's Campbell's. They they have to change some shit to make it the price. Wait, you talking about great value, or are you talking about 
can't. No, I'm talking about, I seen this. I didn't even finish the documentary because I was like, some things I just don't want to know. <laughs> but in order for Walmart to allow prices to be remain, they like cert, like they won't let product like certain like they won't they, they they put up like this is the max they're gonna pay and if you want your stuff in walmart they have to like sometimes it's it might just be the can like if you get a the same amount can from target and walmart sometimes it's 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 like might be an ounce less sometimes mm-hmm. the ingredients are different because they have to make it more cost efficient sometimes things aren't exactly what it's supposed to be when you get shit from walmart they have separate things shipped to Walmart so that it's more cost efficient. <laughs> I'm just saying, I feel like you should really... This is why I just don't even fucking want to eat anymore. This is why I have no appetite. <laughs> it's why I'm just looking for shit to eat. It's why I'm fasting and losing all this damn weight. Now I'm losing... Ooh, oh, it's look, 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 I'm trying to show my belly because I can't see it from far away. You can't see it. All I see is boobs. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. They're like 40 pounds. The more if you bring those up, yeah, you see the boobs. stomach right. It's getting flatter. It's getting really flatter. I ain't about to show you my underwear. Shit, it's getting flat. It's flat. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. Look at this. Look at this. Okay? This is a fucking... Like what is this? Who gave this to me? I cannot believe you had to pull away. Did they give me this? This is fucking fourteen pounds each. Fourteen fucking pounds. Oh my boobs out of the way. (laughs) Pull them out of the way just so I can see my stomach. That's flatter than my titties. It don't make no sense. That's a lot. Why I was given these huge ass boobs. I don't run. I don't walk fast. I walk There's anywhere. No. Shit, I gotta That's pull up my titties just to get that all the water out. It's horrible. It is no, you, horrible. You can't run with those. You might kill you yourself. Running with those. You're not, <laughs> you're not running with these. Or you might take out a bystander that's having to walk past. Bystander yourself, you're both going to be knocked the fuck out. The robber coming after me, you going to fucking get knocked with a titty. <laughs> Goddamn weapon. Don't make no sense. I don't think any people understand it. Maybe looking like, that looks good. No, it don't. It really don't. It really exactly. don't. Like, I love them because I have to love them. And I feel like giving them love makes me not hate them. But I really could. I, from the moment I was 10, I had a fucking C cup. And I cannot. Now I'm yeah. all the way up to double D. I cannot. We talk about this all the time, my boobs. But yeah. that's the first thing my sister says when she sees me. Your titties! I'm like, <laughs> thank you. How are you doing? How was rehab? <laughs> that's literally the first words out of her. I kid you not. Twice. Not once, but twice. She was in the car with my mom. They rolled up. And I'm like, oh, hey, Ashley, your titties. I'm like, it's a okay. Tuesday. It's a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> um, the weather's pretty hot. Uh, yeah. Once again, how's rehab? Still haven't gotten the answer to that question, but we definitely know how she feels I mean, about my boobs. It's rehab. Probably it's, not great. Not probably great. not great. Pro- well, did you learn anything is what I want to know. <laughs> What and make it an independent way. sentence and not something that's quoted out of a book, please. Well, I was going to say, I do think it, it also depends on the reasons why they went. But I think exactly. that if they wanted to change, they do yeah. get tools that are beneficial. 
for them. So I think it can work, but doesn't oh, sound absolutely. Like, doesn't but you can't go because you were forced to go. If you were forced yeah. to go to rehab, it's not going to work. It's never going to work because you mm-hmm. didn't make that decision. So and until you, you know. make the decision to go into rehab and then now I got to go to rehab because I got to go to jail or rehab, that's that's not the same. And that's my big issue. It's like, always support people. You got to always support them. Well, they need to start making the first step too. Shit, why don't I always got to do you? I tell people, I, I remember I, I, a patient uh, I had, blood sugars was like in the fucking 400s. And I like, they kept asking me for Damn. stuff. And I said, no, like, I'm not going to give it to you. Your blood sugar, you had a But then, uh, like, they had their family bring them some fucking. Uh, oh, you were like, telling uh, me about that. Clovers and like some like milkshake that had pineapple in it. And blood sugar went to 400. And. I just was like, I just called the doctor and I was like, I was like, I've been telling this person over and over again and they don't listen. And one of the, like I said to them, I was like, if you don't care about your blood sugar, why should I just if, whatever you want to eat? Mm-hmm. just eat. And one of the um, nurses in the morning was like, well, why would you say that to them? I was like, cause I feel like at this point we should just let the motherfucker leave. They don't They're care. Adults. I was like, I can't care more about you than you care about yourself. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, well, I was like, to me, like arguing with an adult makes absolutely no sense. I'm here to help you, but if you can't help yourself, what am I expected mm-hmm. to do? I can't force you to not That's eat. The same thing that fucking happened to Sam's mama. I can't mama. call the police because you because you brought hey, to somebody brought chicken in there. People do that; it's allowed. But that's the sex thing. But you know, people don't understand is just because you stop that one thing doesn't mean that they're still not gonna like. People just want to die the way they want to die, and you can kind of <laughs> just let them do that. I mean, like it's I said, their choice. And the one gonna, lady she had brought, she had um. That's exactly how his mom died. She was only fifty, but they she got stopped at the moment she was supposed to stop. Okay, you got a trachea down your throat. You can't breathe. Your lungs is fucked up. You gotta stop smoking. Smoking is not gonna happen. You gotta stop smoking. All right, gets out, has this horrible surgery, go through months and months of thing, and what she do? She started smoking and she died. That's her story. That's her legacy. What? Well, you could have done more to help. What the fuck I'm gonna do? Uh, stop her from going to the store and purchase the cigarettes because that's her right. 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 Hide like the cigarettes from her. Right. I can't. I can't be with you all the time, and I can't stop. And you I'm from not going supposed to. Food. Jesus, we stop. We gotta stop being responsible for other people. I get. Like I said, I can only. I. If you. If you're able to make your own decisions, I'm not gonna stop you. It's not my job. Mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't care about you more than you care about you. So. Mm-hmm. That is. It's, 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 I think it's that's a really, really great way, one, to leave it off on. And I think that's perfect for a life lesson because I think that's <laughs> so important. I think more people need to seriously fucking hear that. You cannot take care of you. No one else can take care of you but you. And that's where people need to focus their self on yourself. Yes, it is selfish. Yes, it is all the things that society is trying to tell you you I shouldn't do. It's I don't. It's not, I don't but it's, it's your... Eric all the time. Do you can you can't be responsible for someone else, but you can re- you can be responsible for how you react. To exactly. That's, that's not selfishness. It's common sense. Like you can't control what other people do, or what they say, but you can control how you respond to how they treat you. And mm-hmm. that's just unfortunately and that's the only thing. 
That's what Nietzsche yep. preaches. So if you want to get into some Nietzsche, I know. Get into some Nietzsche. I know it's philosophy. <laughs> it's deep though. Shit. It is so good. It is so good. So Christina, good. let's but, let's know. Because ain't nothing you're gonna say to make me read some some. No, Nietzsche. you ain't going. That's why it's gonna be on other Jones Chronicles. I'll do it for you. <laughs> I will connect the fucking dots, all right? Because I think more of us need to know about philosophy because the more we know, the more we can teach. And you'd be like, you know what? That sounded good. I'm going to teach that to someone else. And hey, that's all. We got it. Every Everyone's not an inquirer. That's all right. But I'm going to encourage you always to be an inquirer. Always. Well, thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, I that is I'm where... That, yeah. On that note... <laughs> Shy, you ain't talking in a while. Uh, sign us out. Oh, sign okay. us out. <laughs> <laughs> Every time she don't remember what the you put her on the um, What do we say? Anything, girl. Just say bye. <laughs> um, uh, hair grease. Peace, hair grease. Peace, hair grease. And it's black been girl two magic. years, ma'am. Jesus. <laughs> it's been more than two years. No. <laughs> How the fuck peace, do you forget grease. these things? I'm saying it. Okay. Peace, hair grease, and black girl magic. Queen of the Queen couch. Queen of the couch. Bye. 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 Bye.